Fun fact, this show's still brought to you by the Cash App. What? Yeah. You don't say. Still the number one finance app in the App Store and the easiest way to send, spend, and save money. Ah, Cash App is so easy to use. They're confident that we can explain who they are and what they do without saying any of the following words, like the game Taboo. All right, Benton, ready? Yeah. You can't say money, dollar, app, phone buy, split, pay, send, receive, green, you, or friend. Describe Cash App. Uh, What is it? Don't look uh, at the paper. Cash App lets people give. You said app. You're not allowed to say cash I app. Can't say app. No, you can't say app. Oh, but okay. Well, then how application. Was the name of the... Say application. <laughs> this this sponsor <laughs> lets you lets people gift and demand those fat juicy bags of coins. <laughs> you did it. I did it. You didn't say money, dollar, phone by split, pay, send, receive. You're so smart. Finally. <laughs> you sign up for the Cash App, use the promo code Whitney, and not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks right off the bat, go buy yourself some toilet paper during the Corona Crunch. <laughs> and Cash App is also going to donate $10 to the Trevor Project, an amazing organization that, pr- what does it do? Provides protective services to LGBTQ plus IA. What's IA for people curious? Um, intersex, mm-hmm. asexual, mm-hmm. ally. Youth across America. Yeah. Don't forget promo code Whitney when you download the Cash App from the App Store. Today. Is it today? It's today. Are you sure? You positive? Anytime you want to download it, just use that. (laughs) Okay. Whitney. Are we doing cans or no cans? I mean, I feel like that's the the thing with this show. I haven't really figured it out because I know that when I hear my voice. Fucking David Sedaris. I can't believe you got David Sedaris as a guest in your fucking podcast. I mean, he's like the big, he's like the great white whale. He's the reason, he's the first book I read ever read as a grown-up. Like, a grown-up where I went, where, I'll tell you, you want to know, you want to know, by the way, you guys are going to really appreciate this, uh, I, I am born a meathead. My name, guys, my name is Burt Kreischer. I have a special uh, streaming right now on Netflix called Hey Big Boy. Check it out. Um, do you even need me here? Do you want me to just go? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I know how, I know how, this, this, I've been waiting to do this show because I feel like I'm a good fit for this show. So... <laughs> So, David Sedaris, I'm reading I'm reading uh, Naked on a bus in New York, yeah, right? Genius. And I'm laughing hysterically. No. I'm crying laughing. <laughs> this guy Steve, God, I wish I could remember his last name. He was the editor of Us magazine and he was a, a good friend of ours through Tampa. Huh. Very open-minded. He took me to my first gay bar. I saw two dudes buttfuck in uh in the meatpacking district. Exactly. Okay, we're gonna circle back to that? Yeah, nope, nope. I think you got it. We got, One no. dude had stars, little stars starting at his heels of his feet, going all the way up to his butt cheeks where they were like Dallas Cowboy stars. And I was mesmerized by this guy. I was watching him, and then he very slowly went over to a guy. He, it was like everyone was dancing. It was like a, a gay dance club. Went over there and sat on his lap, and they started having anal sex. And I went, "Oh, shut up!" And I, by the way, I, I'm a natural born meathead. I could not stop watching. I was like, I could, and I was like, I, and "Well, I have lots of questions about that because it was this is it going to circle back to David Sedaris? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And don't take this personally, David. That we just got straight to butt fucking. We'll get back to you. Um, is <laughs> when you watch porn, you're watching guys. I've had issue with that. I have a hard time watching blowjob porn because I go, I'm just watching a dick going in and out of a mouth. Like, Correct. Yeah, like it's and and there's one where I was talking to Tommy about this the other day. I saw a blowjob porn with Rockus Freddy's and Santa Savannah Sampson where I kept swallowing throughout it. I kept going, <laughs> Oh my god, this is a really aggressive blowjob. Like, oh, I'm getting it was making your mouth oh, water. <laughs> yeah. 
oh, hardcore. But wait, also, are people still knowing porn stars? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I have a couple of my favorites. I thought that yeah. was like a thing in the past. So explain to me what it is, because I do have a big question for you about porn. Okay. Namely, first of all, when it comes to knowing porn stars, why do guys pick certain porn stars? Because there's some, there's an endearing kind of loyalty to that. Like, mm -hmm. even you guys have to commit to a porn star. If like, a girl, you feel like you're goes, cheating on your porn, favorite porn star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll find, like, definitely if a girl follows me on, on Twitter, <laughs> I'll check out her work. <laughs> I have no, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, first porn star I ever followed was Jenna Jameson. There was uh -huh. Jenna Jam Jameson had sex in a safari outfit with a guy in a safari outfit, and there was something real about it. It was, yeah. some, there was she did something where it seemed like she wanted to like. It felt consensual. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Tom and I just talked about this. There's a part of porn stardom in that happened when like when like Sugar Ray was big. Where it was like, when she, remember Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray, I just want to fly. fly. Oh, I guess, yes. Put, put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms He still looks fucking what you, gorgeous. What you, what you want? He's still, I feel like he began the sparrow tattoos on I his shoulders. He, he also began the wife beater Nikki's look. He, I mean, uh, dude. Are we still allowed to say wife beater, by the way? Oh, yeah. Is that canceled? <laughs> We were doing the tour bus doing horrible accents of the Italian prime minister giving <laughs> giving speeches to the Italian Silvio people. Berlusconi. Is it a guy or a girl? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I thought definitely it was. don't know. But it was like, hey. Someone called David Sedaris. <laughs> no more lady and the tramp and the spaghetti, okay? No more. That's how we get a coronavirus. You got a one thing, you cut it off. No more lady and tramp. So, um, but uh, the, what were we talking? Oh, so that. There was a, during that period, porn stars were doing this like, uh, suck it, suck it, uh, you wanna fuck it, uh, come on, get it, oh, that's yours, daddy, that's yours. No one talks like that. No one has sex like that. Right. And so, for me, it was very disconnective. I, I needed someone who was like, was like, um, you're, you're trembling, are you okay? <laughs> like, I, want, I just wanted real stuff. And so, um, so, and, and Jenna Jameson was the first one I saw where she, she grabbed onto the guy and like, like his butt, yeah, and was like, and was like, like they were ha like they were really having sex, and I went, like she wanted it to happen. Like she wanted it to happen, and she was, and she was actually having sex, and that was like, that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, now I understand why you find a porn star. And then oh. there's some like, there's some like, uh, like some feel fake and performative, and some feel authentic, and like she's actually enjoying it. There's a, yeah, there's one girl that is actually I get this is gonna sound creepy for me, but too young for me. She's like mid twenties. The girl Sasha Gray. No, oh no, she's awesome by the way. She's but awesome. she wasn't her. I remember because there was a lot of hype around her, and she actually like got a Steven Soderbergh movie. I remember, and yeah. I was like, who's this bitch? And so I remember looking at her up, and she would suck guys' dicks and look them in the eye. I had a joke I pulled out of this special <laughs> about that. I go in real life. If in real life, if a girl's gonna do that, if it's my wife, she's looking at me because I'm drunk and I'm taking too long. Like, <laughs> so let me ask you something. Does because porn we know fucks up women's heads because it's these unrealistic expectations. Do guys get insecure when they watch porn and see someone fuck real well? Are they like, oh shit, I need? No, to do that. I don't think. I, it makes me go. It may. It, I watch. I'm not even shitting you. I watch this guy own gray. Is this him? 
His, his, his tattoos on his leg are mesmerizing. Okay, this is he always starts off with his jeans on. He always has gray jeans on, <laughs> and he really puts it down. And he actually, I watched him one time. I just was fascinated by his tattoos. And then I talked shit about him on his podcast. I go, he's like one of those skinny little guys that's got a big dick. And he just DM me. He goes, I'm six three, and I'm like, that is a hog at six three. That is a hog. He, I watched him, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna try to take my time with it with Leanne because so when you're married, so often you just have sex to get it. Like do it. I'm home. Let's do it, and then we'll get to, back to everything. And then I thought, like, knock it out. Like, bang one out of the park. Knock it out. Bang you know? one out of the park. Yeah. Okay. And so put one in the books. You know. So, <laughs> so I, is there? How do you? Okay. Very curious. Okay. I have not. I have so many questions about your relationship. Yeah. I have not been in a relationship long enough to be able to relate. I've lived with people. I have never dated someone where we wanted to have sex at the same time. Truly, never. Really? It's always like, I can't, like, I have like 30 minutes when I get home. Ooh. If you miss that window, that's it. You seem, I, we, I, we were actually talking about this on the bus. You seem like, uh, <laughs> you seem like very like, uh, like almost it's scheduled in. Like I was oh. like, like you'd come home and be like, okay, I'm going to get in the sauna in yes. about 20 minutes. Unless this is going to happen now, yeah. you missed your window. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I just put on my expensive face cream so you can't touch my face. I have to be on the bottom. I'm turning right. Like I, everything <laughs> <laughs> no spontaneity allowed. See, Leanne is very. I didn't get to do crunches today, so can I be on the, bo uh, <laughs> the oh, bottom, the so... bottom, so that I can do my kegels? Like, by the way, when I was in good shape, I'd be stuff like, yeah, I'll definitely get on top and burn some calories. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm gonna definitely lay on my back. Leanne's lost like 16 pounds. Wow, she looks amazing, and I kind of hate it. And so she looks good. Uh, and so no, I, I, if Leanne wants to have sex, I always want to have sex. But you just I've look at each other, sex. and you're like, we got five minutes. She'll say stuff like. Uh, She'll say stuff like, just, um, uh, just put a pop tart in. We got 30 some, seconds. It's always something, something big boy. Like, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Uh, hey, want to go, uh, want to go, want to go take a bath, big boy? And you'll be like, and that's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You have to have a Southern accent to pull that off. Oh, everyone in my family calls me big boy, but Leanne does it. Leanne, you can tell Leanne's like planting some seeds. Yes, yeah, she has, yeah. she has like swagger though with it. She, uh, man, when she was younger, she was a fucking vixen. Like, like, like a fucking. <laughs> Tomcat, like a, <laughs> like honestly, I remember what one, the best cat. This is this is why I love my wife. Which first, let me start with what is your definition of love? Um, How does I someone kill you if love? you leave me? I love that. That's a good one. That's. A <laughs> I told her one time I go. I love you more than you. I think that means you don't have a prenup, but okay. <laughs> it could I would, be love I also. could not operate. I could not function without Leanne. I literally could not function without Leanne. So, I hope she's cool with me sharing this. But I, I, I but it's the, this is why I love her. <laughs> So when we were dating, uh, we were just this dating. This what, 20 years ago? It's got to be 18 years ago. 18 years ago, 17 years ago. We're both in great shape. <laughs> and she's like, hey, let's get the wave runners. Let's go for a ride on the lake. We, she has a lake house in Alabama. So, Alabama Power. So it's this huge lake with these like little inlets that you can like kind of disappear and kind of find stuff in. And now we do it with the girls. It's funny shit. Uh. But back then we go back and Leanne gets back in this little jetty. Takes off all her clothes off the jet ski and jumps in the water. And it's like, come on, get in the water. And I was like, I'm, by the way, I'm, I grew up in Florida. I'm terrified of fucking alligators. I was going to say, I will yeah. hardly get in my own bathtub if, oh. if there's too many bubbles. Oh my God. <laughs> so now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just thinking about leeches inside oh, my I'm, cooter. I'm thinking of ev all oh. of that. So I take off my pants and we start skinny dipping. And it turns into probably the most memorable sexual experience I've ever had in my entire life. Wait, are your feet touching the bottom? No, no, we're swimming and then- How are you getting and then, any and traction then we, and then we get without together, drowning each other? We get together, 
We end up on a jet ski. I mean, it's just, it is, it is like. You were in really good shape. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah. It was Did she get a, a, an epic UTI after no, that? No, no. We had an amazing time, right? So I've always thought about this one time. I've thought about it so much. So like last time we're at the lake and I go, <laughs> I go I'm like, I go, hey, let's. Let's disappear on the jet skis. Let's go back to that place we <laughs> were at. And let's do the same thing. And she goes, honey, <laughs> we're not in the kind of shape we were back then. She goes, do you want to ruin a perfectly great memory with me and you trying to recreate it? <laughs> like like they're trying to reboot the honeymooners and they pass mic up and says this. And she goes, let's not do that. Let's just have that great memory, okay? And I was like. It would have been the Roseanne yeah, reboot. It, I would have ruined it. I would have ruined it. And it would have never been the thing. I would have just remembered me going, You'd... get on the fuck. Why is it sinking? What the fuck? This is not what it was. You'd both be dead. Oh, it was and covered in gasoline. And I've gotten gasoline in my asshole. It Burns. What? Oh, I got. How did you guess gas gasoline? One year, I, I go to Moon. Someone on a boat. Someone pulls out the gas pump, sprays it in my ass. Gets a little hot. Then it gets really hot. <laughs> now I'm in the water scrubbing it. Gasoline, salt water, <laughs> asshole. Not a good combo. I literally slammed, swam to an island, and, and was naked with a handful of sand, like a minor clean a skillet. Just get the fuck gasoline. You're out. If any, if you take anything out of this interview, when you're a young boy. <laughs> Do not get gas in your asshole. That brings me to a question before we get back to the porn stuff. Is Benton and I were fighting yesterday By the way, Benton is one of my favorite individuals. Ditto. I didn't want to say that to him when I Ditto. walked in. There's something very He's everyone's favorite. Very, very, very endearing. Everyone's about him. favorite Pooh Bear in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, everyone's obsessed with my little Pooh Bear. Yeah. Just met him in Nashville. They said, Do you want I want a local person? And they said, How about this guy? I went, okay, went on destroyed yeah. to the point where I was like, okay, easy, buddy. Let's pump the brakes <laughs> Okay, here. easy. Like, maybe light him early? Yeah, maybe light him early? Mom was paying the check, so. <laughs> I have to follow this. And then um, brought him out here, and here he is. And he's Best. spending all his new money on kimonos and Kabbalah bracelets. Those $4. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, Benton is not scared of me, challenges me, um, and finds pleasure in embarrassing me in front of my fans. And what were we fighting about yesterday, you said? Uh, we were fighting about, oh, buttholes. So oh, God. right now, there's a, too many people are buying toilet paper. People are running out of toilet paper yeah. because of what's happening with corona. And people are saying in order to save toilet paper, you should get a bidet attachment. I have one. I don't understand mm. uh, how it cleans your, doesn't it, it just. life-changing. <laughs> but is it for it your is... balls or no. is it for your asshole? No, it's for your asshole. First time I ever used one was in Japan. As another joke I took out of the special. I took a shit in Japan that was so bad, the guy in the stall next to me threw up. <laughs> and we were in Japan. I thought he was talking to me. And so I was like, I don't have any toilet paper. That's a... <laughs> I had to take that out of the special. Why? The, uh, because uh, I had another one that was just like it, and I liked the other one better. It was more socially relevant. <laughs> your, your shitting in Japan jokes were stepping on each it, other. Yeah, my, I had two shitting experiences <laughs> that were... That I, I, I love shitting in public. I love shitting in public. Are you one of those people that can't shit, and then you leave the house, and then all of a sudden you have to shit? No, I just, I'm one of those people that if, we're, if we go to eat, I go... Uh, are you guys almost done? All right, I'm gonna take a shit every time. Every time. Do you put and toilet paper thing. on the seat? I say the same joke every time. No, you know, it's no. Just bare ass it's on ass cheek. The... Ass cheek. That's like yeah. It's, okay, I've this is why your immune toilet. system is so strong. I um I de This is I, why you can fuck in lakes. Yeah, I say the same joke every time I go to take a shit at a restaurant. Uh, if I'm not back in ten minutes, send in a charger. <laughs> No one ever fucking laughs. I'll tell you my other joke that I fucking always do. It's a dad joke, but I love it. 
anytime we see a sunset and right when it crests over the horizon, everyone goes, oh, as soon as everyone turns away to walk away, I go, oh my God, it's coming back up. <laughs> and everyone turns around and then I just, I, I, it makes me laugh. I do that every, I love a good dad joke. You know what, you want to know when I did the other day yes. on stage? I went out and I took two quarters and I put them on the stool and then I went back to all the guys that were opening for me I go dude 50 cent is out there and they're like are you serious and I was like yeah when you go out there tell me if you see 50 cent and they're like what's 50 cent doing in Sacramento I was like I have no idea I just went out on the stage I saw him every single one of them went out to the st stage and went motherfucker you know what's so endearing about that is I think that because as comedians we don't get to enjoy comedy the way other people enjoy comedy yeah. when we watch smart incisive great comedy we go fuck i should have yeah. thought of that yeah but dumb dumb that's all we can really enjoy I you should have seen the look on their face <laughs> the next night when i said you're never gonna believe this but eminem's out, eminem's out there with him <laughs> i remember i mean it's just like that stupid joke the hardest i've laughed in a couple years because again when we see brilliant comedy we don't really laugh we're just like fuck that was good yeah you know like we and this is part of my theory about why comedians are sad is because we are robbed of being able to enjoy comedy see i i can i'm pretty lucky in that i can't watch i i can't watch i can watch certain people i can't yeah. watch anybody I just anybody I it, it like and I definitely can't watch anybody special anymore I used to be able to do that and it was so much fun and now I can't now I I think nobody can you know let me uh give you this little anecdote of when I was in Netflix you know when you go in and they they tell you all about the algorithm and they tell yeah. you about here's the posters we're going to use and here's all the art we're going to use and um you know they use different posters for different algorithms and uh and the head of comedy said to me maybe said it to you too when your special comes out it it might not be on your home screen don't panic. Mm -hmm. That just means it's your algorithm, right? And I was like, wait a second. He's like, every comedian calls me the day their special comes out and they're like, why the fuck isn't my special on my homepage? Yeah. That means you don't watch stand-up specials. Oh. And most comedians don't watch other people's stand-up specials. Watch, but I, all I watch on Netflix is Secret Time, my first special. <laughs> <laughs> so I better show up. Exactly. No, I, will, I'll, I watched yours. I watched uh, I'll watch Burr. I watched Chappelle. I watched, I watched Tommy's. Last time I watched Tommy's came out before me, and I watched his just to make sure we didn't have any similar. Yeah, jokes. that's smart. That's smart. Like I, I, I'll check I other people's work. I also like to work. see because sometimes you're like, oh, that's good lighting. Oh, that's too many crowd shots. Oh, why do they keep cutting the crowd? Like it's also good to just see what is working for you and what isn't. And I also I have this thing. I haven't really figured this out yet, but I have this thing where it's, uh, it's, hypochondria. Yeah. But with um, guilt. Huh. So like, so like I'll give you a perfect example. Um, on this special, I have a joke that I, I we posted on social media like two weeks ago. Uh, you know, to, for the trailer of the special, the blowjob joke. Uh, the so funny. Which one? The one that what's that? It's a blowjob. Oh, no, no, yeah, and then and then the end is uh, my wife won't have sex with me if she's if she if, if I'm sick. Uh -huh. I definitely have sex with she or her if she's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I don't, I don't get you sick. And I was like, we'll practice safe sex. She's like, you're going to wear a condom. I was like, no, doggy style. So you cough into the wall, right? I wrote that joke maybe 16 months ago. Obviously, 18 months ago was yeah. when I started working on this this hour. Yeah. I recorded it in yeah. November. Um, we posted it online, and then the coronavirus comes out, and it, oh, it turns wow. into a meme. Everyone hears my joke and goes, oh, they'll just meme it. Here's what happens to me. I wish I could stop this. I start, in my head, believing I stole that joke. Believing it. I believe it. I'll give you a perfect example. My buddy Blair uh, Mendez and I lived together. Him and this guy Jimmy lived downstairs. I lived upstairs. Hutch lived in the other room. Uh-huh. Uh, Blair one day comes over and goes, hey, 
you didn't by any chance go through my sock drawer, did you? I said, no. Why would I? And honestly, why would I? I would never go through anyone's sock drawer. Hmm. And he goes, I'm missing like 700 bucks. I immediately, mm-hmm. immediately yeah, yeah. start behaving like I've stolen 700 bucks. I, but anytime you try to convince someone you didn't do something, you always sound like you're lying. That's just, uh, it, <laughs> I know I, this. I brought, up, I brought it up to him like three years later. I go, I go, hey man, this has really been bothering me. You know I didn't You know I didn't money. do that. And he goes, but that's oh, exactly what someone. I that, that's, that's, found out a week later. And I was like, I behave like I stole it for a month. But there's when you deny something, you seem guilty right yeah. away. And I find that the person that didn't do it would have gone like, oh, that's weird. And just kept on with their day. Oof. But I do think it's interesting you say that because when I'm late to like dinner or something or like a spot or something like Adam at the comedy store, if I'm like, I'm running 20 minutes late, there's traffic. I feel the need to send a picture of the traffic. Yep. Because I, I'm oh. like, well, they probably think I'm lying. But I did used to fucking lie a lot. I did used to yeah. do shit. I used to be like, oh, there's traffic when there wasn't. Like, I definitely in my 20s would lie a lot. Like, I come from people that lied a lot, exaggerating a lot. Yeah. And I'm so paranoid. I'm so paranoid that, like, this is how crazy I was. The first time it ever happened, I had a joke. Um, you know what ta- You know what cops hate when you touch their faces? It was a joke <laughs> I wrote. That's I wrote funny. it in uh, with... In New, in Scotland, when I was with Patrice O'Neill, the real story is I touched a flight attendant's face, <laughs> cutting me off, and I went. She was like, I, "I'm sorry, sir, I can't give you." And I just put my finger to her. <laughs> and Patrice is next to me, and he was like, "Did you just touch her fucking face?" <laughs> I was wasted, and so I tried it on stage, and Patrice is like, "Now nah, you got to up the ante." Flight attendant doesn't. He goes, "It doesn't work. No yeah. one cares." Yeah. He's like, "Try cop. Try cop." <laughs> so <clears throat> Dave Chappelle does a special, and he's doing a joke about. Him and his buddy getting pulled over by the cops were yeah. right. Ra- and immediately, this is so bizarre. Immediately, I go, Oh fuck. Is my t- is he gonna tell my t- touching the cops yeah, face yeah. joke? This and then I start like he, he obviously he didn't. I don't mm-hmm. no one's ever told this joke but, yeah. but me, but I yeah. start believing in a weird way, in like a hypochondria kind of way, yeah. that like uh, I must have seen him do it and I stole yeah. it. I can't have a joke that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe you just said that. So Kevin Christie, friend of ours uh, at the Comedy Store, comedian um, who comes on the road with me sometimes, I if I write a good joke, I text him, I go, is someone doing this joke? I, 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 and he's like, no, that's a great joke. And I'm like, are you sure I thought of this? <laughs> I did that. I, I did that to Stan Hope the other day. I was like, there's no way mm-hmm. I fucking came up with this. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes you'll tell a joke and it'll just come out so good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's way too perfect. I remember when I was like two specials sometimes, ago. Sometimes they're, they're not your jokes. Sometimes they're, you've, you've, sometimes like you'll come up and you'll be improv and you'll go dot. And then someone will be like, you know what? I've done that before where I was on stage and I said something about uh, my wife needs me or something like that. Uh-huh. And I get off stage and someone's like, I think that it might be a Patrice joke. And I went, oh my God, it totally is. Where, you're, where you're just writing in the moment yeah. and you, you've you got to be very cognizant. That's right. And that's, that's, why right. You do, that's why I do spots at the store because all your friends will call you on that shit. That's right, that's right. Oh no, Rogan every time I- you, If you're doing something very derivative yeah. or similar, yeah. Rogan will text you immediately yeah. and be like, no. And bro. like, you know, I'm doing this whole bit on like how dangerous playgrounds were where we grew up. Uh, and just when we grew up, you know, yeah. like our slides were made of metal and merry-go-rounds, like how dangerous everything was. People think phones are so dangerous and all this shit. And I have this whole thing of um, about jungle gyms and and how there was no shade on our slides and shit. And like Fortune was like, hey, just so you know, I'm doing a bit about this and here's what I... But it was so like, okay, what are you doing? What am I doing? Let's just figure out a way to... We've both been put six months into this. Let's figure yeah. out a way to both be able to do these. I'll do that if it's towards the beginning. If it's close to my special, yeah. I'll go like... I'll be like, all right, hold on. Let me hear your bit, yeah, and then 
and then I'll figure out where the similarities lay. Yeah. Usually mine are very different because I, I attempt, I had a real epiphany with Adam at the store mm -hmm. one time. The manager. Where he, Adam Egget, he told me a joke he, he liked of mine and I didn't see it as a joke. Hmm. And then I, and I was like, I, huh. I, that's not even a bit. And he was like, oh, my God, it's like my favorite thing you do. It was this joke about I uh, bought my wife pajamas for Christmas. And she said she wanted pajamas, so I bought her seven pairs of pajamas Aww. and individually wrapped them, not realizing that when you know, she opened them, she opened the first one, she's like, oh, pajamas. I was like, fuck, if that's a reaction to pajamas number one. <laughs> and then she opened the second one, she's like, oh, more pajamas. And my dad's sitting next to me, looks at the 500, gets, hits me, he goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. By pajamas number seven, they are pissing themselves. Right? But it's just a, a very, it's, That's a shorthand of the story, very simple story. But I didn't see it as a bit. And Adam goes, oh, no, that's totally like a Burt bit. And I'm yeah. like, and so I started to attempt to write different than other comics. I didn't want to have traditional setup punches. I wanted to have stories, mm -hmm. and I wanted to complicate them. I wanted to get them to a point where, where you would plant something early that could come in later. Mm -hmm. I really kind of like challenged myself on secret time to do that, mm -hmm. and I did it a couple times. Yeah, I agree. And then on this one, I was like, I was like. I have one joke that I'm so proud of. I hope people like it that I'm like, it's my favorite joke I've ever fuck ever told. And I don't I'm not ready to retire it. Like yeah. I still love this joke oh, so much. Oh, that's so fun. Because I'm like, cause it's 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 like everything I attempted to be against the grain with what you're doing. Yeah. You know? It's like you Do you ever feel like at this point there's a joke that you try to make work and you could just never fucking get 100%. it there? You ready? Yes. I just told it today. I just told it today. It's my my wife and my daughters call me the patriarchy. <laughs> and so so we're sitting. Help me write this joke. So cuz it does not work, but okay. it's so it is so okay. what's wrong with men? Okay. Sometimes as a man You mean my last four specials? <laughs> I feel like I've written this. Sometimes as a man you're so used, especially when you're a white man, you're so used to being right all the time that you can bait yourself into a corner of being a fucking idiot. And if there's no one to call you on it, then you just are a fucking idiot in life. So yeah, that's great. My, that's so great. My daughters wanted wanted to start skateboarding. And uh -huh. so so I was like Cool. I go, hey, why don't, because we live on a busy, not busy street, yeah. but people drive up our street at rush hour. I go, why don't I get cones, traffic cones? And my wife says, oh, baby, you can't just buy traffic cones. And I go, yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm she a white man. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm so sorry. Did my jacket confuse you? I think I'll get some traffic Don't cones. get it twisted. So, <laughs> I look like all of our presidents combined. So... So I go on my phone and I just, they're having a conversation about traffic cones. You got to go to the Department of Transportation. And I just go on Amazon and I see traffic cones. Now I know they're hard to get and they're kind of expensive. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a hundred dollars for, it's, it's, it's $53 for one traffic cone. Okay. So I go, and it's, it's a size eight. So size eight, size eight. So Same I go, sizes. I go, I, bam. I go, I just bought four traffic cones. <laughs> and my wife goes, excuse me? I go, I think you're wrong. I bought four traffic cones. And she goes, yeah, but it's probably not the regular ones. I go, they're size eight. And Georgia goes, size eight? And I go, yeah, size eight. It's an eight traffic cone. And Georgia looks. And Georgia goes, mom, dad just spent $200 on traffic cones. And she goes, D mom, I think dad bought 30 
four traffic cones or whatever, 30, <laughs> what, 36 traffic cones. And I go, no, baby, they're size eight. Okay. And she goes, no, dad, they're eight traffic cones. You bought four packs of eight traffic cones for $53. I go, no, I didn't, Georgia. She goes, no, you did. And I go, dad, uh, Georgia, they're size eight. Uh, by the way, I don't even, I don't even know where I'm defending this from. I go, they're size eight. And then Isla goes, oh yeah. A lot of times we come back from the doctor and the doctor's like, wow, you're almost two sizes of eight traffic cones high. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And then they start looking at my phone. They go, no, no, you bought 38, six traffic cones. And I went, no, I didn't. <laughs> they didn't say anything, right? The next day, they deliver 36 fucking traffic <laughs> to our house. And they are fucking everywhere. And my daughters are like, so you're sorry. Still right. Still I right. I had to be right. I had to be fucking right. And so today, we're pulling my bus in front of my house. And they're putting out traffic cones to block off. And Georgia goes, Howdy. I say, damn it, goes, so I bring out 10. Oh my God. Oh. You can't laugh like that if you have the coronavirus, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, will, oh. I want to drink some Lysol I, I, immediately. I, I swear to God. In this special, it made me laugh so hard. The uh, joke that you posted about your wife walking in on you watching porn. Yeah. And watching this crazy blowjob. Oh. And her saying, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a blowjob. So do guys watch porn that are like different than what they're getting in their relationship. Like here, one time I'm dating this guy. I take his phone to like order something and his YouTube porn comes up. His, he didn't delete his cookies or whatever. Yeah. So I see and he had Googled big butted porn, big butted girl. Whatever, yeah. BBG. I don't know what it is. And I do not have a very big butt. And I remember going, oh, my God, he's filling in for what I don't have with the oh. porn he's watching. And then I was like, if I had a huge butt, would he want like pancake butt? If I had big boobs, would he want to see small boobs? Or am I just trying to make sense of something that makes You're trying sense? to make sense of, of, <laughs> of, by the way, of a guy who just was like, got on Pornhub, started scrolling them and, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? That's exactly what it was. So because there's no so method times, to the madness? I don't, I, I'm guarantee and, you. I'll, and then I'll find, ask you, why yeah. would you, why is there a popular page on Pornhub? Why are you like, I want to see what other people are jerking off to? This is not what I'm into. Doggy style anal and ass to mouth while I met uh, this girl online. I also have I, to... By the way, not at all. By the way, not even professionally shot. Well, I've actually watched this. The guy <laughs> puts his phone on the bed and then fucks over his phone. And at one point they move over. And as a person in television, I'm like, God, move your fucking phone. Why are we not in landscape? <laughs> I really get off this? on good cinematography. <laughs> um, no, I, sometimes uh, it, it's just as, especially if you open a guy's phone, and it's it's the first thing up. Uh -huh. It's just someone walked in, and he was just getting. So, online. but you don't need to feel insecure about what your guy is watching on porn. It's no. not. I'm going to look up things that I don't normally get to see at home. No, and I would feel very insecure if Liam was like uh, dudes with uh, black dudes with big dicks. I'd be like, and I saw that on her phone. I'd be yeah. like, hold on. Yeah. I'd be like, let's talk about this. What would happen? I would be extremely upset. <laughs> <laughs> would be, it would break my I would heart. Be, you could not come a broken me man. back to a fucking. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm. I just saw these guys like, drinking. I'm like, I may drink tonight. Are that you gonna cry? That bad. I had a dream that she. I had a dream that she, I had a dream last night that she cheated on me, and I woke up very, very angry because she did stuff that she, with that guy that she wouldn't let me do with her. Like he just ripped her pants off her. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. She doesn't do that. And he was like, she does with me. I woke up so mad that I, I, I then in the dream. I, I thought only women got mad about things that men did in their dreams. Oh no, 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 no. no. Oh no, no, no. I 
uh, went back to sleep to uh, to find this guy and um, <laughs> and hurt him. And Tom Segura was with me, and he goes, we're going to club his foot. And I went, what? He goes, don't worry. I got this. We're going to drill holes in his knees and his hands and then club one of his feet like misery. Just And I was like, God, like Tom. Straight up Nancy Kerrigan, that yeah. shit. And so, yeah, I, I, I would I would be very, I would be heartbroken. But I think Leanne knows that anything I watch on porn is just bizarro. It's not, there's no rhyme or reason. She's never had a problem with it. I don't think Leanne cares about me enough. Like, I think she's. Or she is feels so secure in your relationship that she knows it's not a threat to her. She knows very well. She knows very well that I am, first of all, I'm like weird about diseases, so I'm not like a guy that goes out yeah. and has a ton of sex. I've never yeah. had a ton of sex. Yeah. I've only had sex with six chicks. Wow. And so, yeah, well, I'm not, but I'm not that guy. I fall in love. And so, yeah. and then that's my thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, if they had a Me Too for drugs and alcohol, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Me Too came out, I was like, yeah, it's not, it's never been me. Yeah. I've been the guy that has dated girls. Like, gone out on dates with girls mm -hmm. and never kissed them. Wow. Because I get nervous about that first kiss. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just break up with them. It's not worth it. Dude, keep in touch with any exes? I, uh, one. Yeah. One. Uh, yeah, one. How's that? Does Leanne care? No. I don't, I, 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 I've seen a couple, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, one, I, one came to a show. But she was such a... She's not... I don't think Leanne has any fear of her whatsoever. And the girl was a really a, a really blessing in my life at a weird time. It was when the Rolling Stone article came out. I, I always say this. I said this to someone the other day, but like I told a girl that I dated for like five years. I told her I wanted to be a comedian one morning. It was morning before the Florida State Miami game. And she said, oh, honey, you're not you're not smart funny. You're stupid funny. Like if if you want to be a comedian, you got to be smart, funny, and you're not smart, funny. You're like dumb frat boy, funny, and that's not comedian stuff. And then I was like, okay, note to self, never never tell anyone your dreams. Jesus. And then I dated this girl, who I say this kindly, but was just, just I not I don't mean dumb enough, but just <laughs> to be like when I told her, she's like mainstream you, you enough. Can totally. Do that. Are you kidding me? You'll be like the best comedian in the world. My favorite comedian's Carrot Top. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> You should totally do. My dad did it once. You could do it, like the kind of person that you'd be like. I think I want to start a restaurant. Why not? Aww. Like she just is really was really, and so she was very supportive. We ended up breaking up because she became unsupportive or whatever for whatever reason. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I I saw her and she came out to one of my shows. I I like sold out a some couple theaters or in her town, and she, but she was like. She was like, wow, like, can you believe you did this? And I was like, no, by the way, I don't think without you thinking I could have done it. I don't think, I just would have been like, when Rolling Stone article came out, everyone was like, very polarized. Very few people were like, because I'd said in the article, for those of you that don't know, I was written up in Rolling Stone magazine when I was uh, in 25 uh, saying that I was the number one party animal in the country. It was State. huge, and I want to ask you about, did Oliver Stone really option it? Yeah, option the right and to what was, You know I'm obsessed with Oliver Stone. I wrote uh, my senior honors thesis on JFK. I met Oliver Stone one time. I want to know all about it. I was at Good Morning America, mm -hmm. and I get in the elevator. I'm with the whole Travel Channel team, and there's another team already oh, in the right. elevator, and the doors are open, and they're like, hold, hold, hold. Do you mind if we wait for uh, Oliver Stone? And Oliver I like, Stone, Natural Born Killers, Platoon, yep. one of the greatest directors At of the time, time. I, I forget the movie he was coming out with at the time. But anyway, I go, here's my chance. I'm going to say him. I'm going to say to him, Mr. Stone, my name is Burt Kreischer. In 1997, Rolling Stone Art Magazine wrote an article about me. Someone at your company optioned the rights to my life, and that gave me the confidence <gasps> to get into stand-up. But without that, I don't know if I would be in this elevator with you today. I know you probably don't remember this, but I just want to say thank you very much for that whoever that was that optioned the rights to my life. 
So he, he gets in the thing. And he's, he's high as fuck. Ooh. And he, and uh, and I go, Mr. Stone. And someone goes, Oh my God, you're Burt Kreischer, one on his team. And I go, I am. And they're like, Oliver, Oliver, this guy is hilarious. He's one of the funniest. He's got a show on Travel Channel called Burt the Conqueror that is amazing. But he's a great stand-up. And I'm like. Okay, and then they, we get, they were going down. We're going. And he's like, "Well, very, where do you do comedy at?" I said, "Out of L.A." And he goes, uh, "Oh," and then he does Joe Rogan's podcast. You got to see this guy; he's hilarious. And he's like, "Oh, oh. great!" Doors open, and I go, "It's great meeting you." That was it. And I didn't say a word. I was like, "Fuck it!" I have my in and out. I'm done. Fuck. Yeah, but my my one he of got our- in trouble. I mean, when I wrote a senior on, a thesis on JFK, I was so obsessed with that movie and his work in general. And I wrote letters to his office. This is back when I thought that that's how you like get jobs. You like that's so Whitney, by the way. <laughs> that is so Whitney. Thank you for your time and consideration with my like AOL email and my God. phone number. I will love to intern in your office. Like I thought people would open them and read them. I keep saying this. Whitney would have made if this was 1930s. <laughs> Whitney would have made one man very wealthy. She would have married him and been like, I got this. It's Christmas. We're sending out letters to everyone. He's like, oh, I never even thought about it. Give me another whiskey, hon. She's like, don't worry. I'll drive this company. So in, Betsy Ross, God, that shit. Yeah. So in flags. Yeah. Oliver Stone, that gave me the confidence to do stand-up. He, they optioned the rights to my life. I submitted a script called The Under, Undergraduates. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, uh, and then I moved to New York. And then Will Smith discovered me That's like right. six months later. That's right. And I moved to, and then he gave me the, he taught me how to sell. By the way, I, and I hate that, like, I've told the story about, thinking Will Smith wanted to have sex with me. I've said it a bunch. <laughs> and I hate that he would ever hear that and not enjoy that story. Yeah. Because it's a funny fucking story and it's true. Yeah. But um, he taught me how to sell a TV show. Yep. He taught me everything I know. Everything I currently use in this business, I yeah. learned watching one of the most, I'm not sure I'm using this word right, magnanimous, mm-hmm. gregarious human beings I've ever seen in my life. Well, His, his energy could change a room. Mm-hmm. It was like magic to watch him come in and be mm-hmm. like, like it was, it, uh, and yeah. so and so. Well, there's it, a reason he's Will Smith. Yeah, because that comes through on camera, that charisma, and that you can't fake that kind of like having a good heart. Yeah, and so then, and then, and then I got a TV show. I got a TV show really quickly, mm-hmm. and and uh, and then everything, and then it all got taken away from me, and that was the biggest blessing. Is fucking losing everything. How long did it take for you to realize it was a blessing? Uh, <laughs> this morning. <laughs> probably ten years. <laughs> Probably like, but now I think now I can realize it's a blessing because it forced me to lean back into stand up really mm-hmm. hard, and and it also forced me to do Travel Channel, which I never would have done because I needed money. And I think, and if it wasn't for, and I always say this, I've said this ad nauseum, if it wasn't for friends like Burr and Rogan and Segura, mm-hmm. I would never have gotten away from Travel Channel, and I never yeah. would have gotten into podcasting as heavy. I'm telling you, man, the one thing in this business that is so valuable is like legit friends. Who, especially when they're more successful than you because they're not competing with you. Yeah. And they're just telling you yep. what to do, you're doing wrong yep. and how you can fix it. I think that, and I'm very, I, I defend female comics, especially the ones that are competitive and not girls, girls, because I do think, first of all, in order to become a female comedian, at least my generation and older, you had to sort of, you had to be an alpha. You probably had to defend yourself at a young age. Oof. You were probably. You guys were savages. For a very. I would watch you guys operate and just. Take a step back. For I could a not very do long it. time, I understand why female comedians are so competitive because when I started, one per lineup, yeah. max. I'm so glad I'm a man because mm-hmm. I got to be able to hang back. In the <laughs> I'm cut. so glad I'm a man. <laughs> I got to be able to hang back in the cut until I was like 40 years old, and mm-hmm. then, and then, and 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 not and not have to be 
not have to be an alpha uh-huh. and not have to fight for my one spot a night or fighting fight. for one spot. And also I had a, because I was also doing television and on camera, especially when high definition came in, this was before it was like body positivity was a thing. And, you know, and it was, you have a ticking clock on you. You're eight, yeah. you're getting older and you get scripts to play a mom at 32. You're a mom of three Yeah. <laughs> and you have a ticking clock in terms of touring. Cause once you have kids, touring is, you know, going to be a nightmare. And you're going to get old and ugly and all that. Your fertility, there's that too. Yeah. And then there's also the, there's there can only be one of us. It's so... And there's, I have to be twice as good to be respected. Thank God I got to be half as good. <laughs> and for twice as long. You know what? A lot of podcasts, they have to read off these pieces of paper because they don't actually use the products that sponsor them. I use Ritual. I'm going to go off book here. This is a fish oil pill that I really very much take every day, and it has little balls in it that are minty so that you don't have wharf breath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep you healthy. Keep things on point. Took two this morning to try to beat that corona ritual, and it's a subscription, so you don't have to go run out and then be like, where's my fish oil, and go order it like an asshole. This is a great ad. I don't even need to read it. I'm authentic. I mean it. Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. With Essential for Women, a small snap that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Yes, and you don't get any of that fishy aftertaste. Yeah, I said that. Nailed it. Uh, There's no, oh yeah, there's no bullshit in it. There's no, it's um, GMOs, there's no gluten or food coloring or red number five. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners, your listeners. (laughs) Our listeners. The listeners. 10% 10 off off during your your first first three months. months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with essentials for womans. A small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body, your womanly body. (laughs) Visit Ritual.com slash Whitney to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com slash Whitney. I didn't need to read it because I'm honest. You know me. I I do. I don't. (laughs) We've met. I don't like going to see shows mostly because getting tickets is a nightmare. That said. Today, you in for a treat? Today Ticks is my new jam because you can get tickets on this app. It's called Today Ticks and they have they have good prices to theater. <laughs> they have Shows. great prices to theater. <laughs> they have good prices to theater. I'm not reading off this. I'm trying to be authentic and just explain it because this is something I actually do, but I guess I'll read it. Great prices on top shows all in one place. You download load the app at todayticks.com whether you're looking for musicals, plays, comedies, dance, stand-up, which we actually do every now and then if this corona would end. You can book your tickets months in advance. Very helpful. Or 30 seconds or less. <laughs> or not 30 seconds before the show. It takes 30 seconds or less. We just lost this sponsor. Um, book in advance or the day of, no matter where you live. It's not just Broadway and London was end. You can also find tickets in cities across the country. Soon. <laughs> and from around the world. Finally see that show you've been waiting to see forever. Discover something new that you just will love as much as the thing you loved forever. Go to detail. <laughs> Go to todaytix.com slash Whitney and use the promo code Whitney to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Whitney at todaytix.com slash Whitney for $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytix.com slash Whitney. We've talked about this on the podcast. What is this obsession with feet? I just told the girl who gave me the obsession. I told her in New York, 
that she was the reason I have a foot fetish. And she's like a mom with Ooh, two kids. What? Jennifer Stevens. An ex of yours? Oh, eighth grade. Wait, do you know that Freud's theory about why men are in defeat is because toes look like dicks? <laughs> then then sign me up for 10 baby dicks because I love feet. <laughs> Fucking have a preschool run and train Second on little me. baby dicks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I saw... Michael Jen- Jackson was in defeat. <laughs> Jamie, uh, Jennifer Stevens was... I just told her this and it made her very uncomfortable. <laughs> She's like Bad. a legit mom. Like yeah. got like an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. They're fans of mine. They'll see this. They're fans of mine. Like and Can we she, change her name. Does she have an important I've, it's job? It's too late. We already did it. She's married to one of my best friends growing up. Saint yeah, there's John. no oh, way to edit this. Stephen St. John. Shout out to Stephen St. John. I, dude, Stephen St. John and I lived around, around the block from each other. We were like best friends growing up. He ended up marrying her. She's uh, still an awesome fucking yeah. chick. She was, they came to her and like Nell Rudolph, Deborah Crystal, all these girls came to my show at Nikki Deborah Powers. Crystal. <laughs> Deborah Crystal. Hey, girl, come through. Deborah Crystal said, uh, That's a hot I'm going to get you on Regis and Kathy, friends with one of the promoters. I saw her at the show. She was at your show. I'm going to get you on her. Deborah Crystal. I feel like Deborah Dexter. Crystal used a lot of Aquanet. Mm. A lot of like frosty lipstick. No. Deborah I, Crystal had press on nails. Deborah Crystal was obsessed with New York. In at her bat mitzvah, it was all about New York. I bet she was destined to go to New York. Okay, so they're all on my tour bus. We're having drinks, and uh, we <laughs> I just done the beacon, and they're and they're like they're like like they used to see me at the improv. They're like, holy shit, like yeah. And we was just bullshitting, and I said something, and I she, they're like, you use all the regular names in your act, like you don't change anything. I go, no, no, no. I said I talked about you, Jennifer. She was like, when? <laughs> I said, oh, I talked about it one time that you're the person that gave me a foot fetish, and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> Like she's like, uh, I don't know how to handle this. She had perfectly tanned feet, gorgeous, perfectly tanned feet, and she would cross her legs and dangle her f- shoe, like play with her shoe with her foot, in history class, Mr. Yarnell's class. And I would stare at that foot and go, I didn't know what it was about it. I was like, just the foot. How old are you? Calf, eighth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. We were learning about barnstorming. Very important. Would you get boners? No. Is no. that how you knew? No. I was just like, it was like. But well, what is it? Do you want to fuck them or you no. want to put your mouth I on I just them? want like a hot, like I, Leanne's got great Nothing feet. is more disgusting to me than feet. Oh, I have gorgeous feet. I had athlete's foot when I was like eight. So, <laughs> so I've always been disgusted by just all feet. Oh, no, 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 no. I am hardcore. I also guy. have toenails that fall off. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Keep them in your shoe. We're good. We're good. No, it's not all feet. It's not all Do you want me to cure all... your, your foot fetish? Oh, it's... So... Jesus Christ, Whitney. <laughs> so this is... don't look like feet. <laughs> they look like marbles that are stuck in toes. <laughs> marbles that are stuck in cookie dough. This toenail fell off, and so I had to just do a movie, and I had to wear flip-flops, so I just painted the skin. Like, All right, let me see your foot. Put your foot out. Like, stretch it out. So give it a give it a fucking fighting chance. I have very arched feet. Okay. And I have great arched feet, too. I have very arched feet. And, oh, I also have you an have extra- black ankles. I also- <laughs> Why do you have black ankles? Do you have diabetes? <laughs> I have gout. <laughs> no, I also, by the way, have an extra toe in my foot. I, I have an extra bone in my foot. For like, I haven't evolved entirely, and I went to a foot doctor, and he was like, "Oh, you have an extra bone in your foot, like from <laughs> your ancestors. Have it fully evolved." I also get hair on my toes. Okay, okay, that's a, that's a. So that's, I have to I shave went. them. Oh, you shave your toes? Yes. Oh, here, wait. You, you don't be- shave your foot. 
Well, those are blonde hairs. Yeah, no, you don't have a bad. You don't have bad feet. Your toenails definitely need some work. <laughs> but you don't have a bad. Foot. You just need to take a chainsaw out of these. Feet, does both feet do that, or just that one? Well, foot? on my left foot, another toenail came off because I used to rollerblade all the time in college in Philly. Hold on, <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> I used to rollerblade. That's so, a great way to start so this a, oh, toenail. That, that's a great foot. You think? Oh, that's a great foot. This toenail came off and now it grows oh, yeah, back. This is a great foot. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you could get that foot to look like this foot. If I were you, I'd just put your left foot forward <laughs> every time you talk to it. That's the I, bum I, I foot. Skip everywhere you go. Just like one foot behind and just one foot in front. But this is a bad leg because I've got Osgood Schlotters. I've got like a knee Osgood bone. Schlotters? Yeah, I've got a my knee. My buddy has that. Real? I have it here too. See that giant thing coming out of my legs, knee? great legs though. Thank you. Yeah. I. That's me from walking into the you have, a, you have, I will say this. Um, uh, never mind. I just no, say it, please. I no, feel like a compliment was coming. I love, I love your body. I, no, I think you have a great body. I think <laughs> you have a great, great Thank body. You. I just was, I saw you, you were doing something the other day and you were showing off your body. And I was like, I was like, Whitney's got a great body. I've never looked at your body like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, but you got one bad foot. Thank you. But one good foot. <laughs> I have one club foot. Yeah, you have good My hands. My left foot. You have good hands. I feel like I have disgusting. Um, okay, now I was well, going, I've been washing. Wash, they're very dirty. They're very dirty. <laughs> Have you been picking up coal? Why are your fingers so brown? By the way, I have. She was picking up earthworms. I've been. I oh, was. When it was raining, she went outside and Yesterday. digging earthworms oh. to carry them back to the flooded mud they were trying to flee. Oh, fuck. Did I bury them? I just killed. I buried them Stop alive? Them back into the wet ground. Oh, uh, no. This because I've been constantly washing my hands because of this fucking pandemic we're in. But I feel I'll like. I'll tell you what, you're a better basketball player than any of those. Like, you're a legit good basketball player. Yeah, I am. It's weird. I, nobody would know that, but I played very serious basketball for a very long time. Whitney, I don't think there's anything you didn't do very seriously. <laughs> I don't think there's anything you phoned it in on <laughs> in life. What is your, I feel like your perception of me is that I am a workaholic. Uh, no, I just think that I think you wake up with purpose. I don't think you wake up like like I do where you're like, oh, man, not today, coronavirus. <laughs> That's what I said this morning. Every I, morning I wake up going... I call my brain for 10 seconds. I don't have it. Patriarchy. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm hardcore patriarch. I'm. But I wake up with fear in my heart. Fear of failure, fear of falling behind, fear of not living up to my potential, and fear of getting older as a woman in this business. Because I truly feel, I have in my head this clock, which is so anathema to what it should be, because that's probably when you get better as a comic. But my brain is like, you're going to expire at 40. You have till 40. No. Which is probably when I'll be the best. You need to mash ma- you need to mash up a tad bit with Leanne. Leanne is the polar fucking opposite. Mm-hmm. Like at one point I said something I don't know, I was fucking drunk and I said something about her looked like she was aging on her nose, like right there, and I was like Maybe Emotional should- abuse? Oh yeah. I didn't even realize I did it. <laughs> Gotta make sure like- her self esteem stays low so she doesn't oh, yeah. leave you. <laughs> and she was like, Oh no, I'm excited about getting old. Like I'm not gonna stop this. And I went, what? She goes, this is what life is. This yeah. is the next stage of beauty is to be an open. She goes, I really want old hands. And I went, what? She goes, my granny's hands, like you watch them make biscuits and you go, oh, those those hands know how to make biscuits. Look at those hands. And I was like, that's such a weird way to look at life. I'm not like that. I'm like you like where I go. romanticizing it. Yeah, well, because I think it's because we're in Hollywood. Like I love the idea of getting older because I look at myself in my 20s and I'm so embarrassed about my behavior and my character back then. You know, like when you're at your youngest and fittest or oh my God, you I are at your dumbest. appalled at who I was. I was unconscious. I mean, I was truly unconscious. I mean, I just finished making all my apologies to people from things I've done in my 20s. Like, I just finished. I feel like I'm still 33. 
I don't feel 47. You do look the same age of when I first met you. I don't. I feel like I haven't aged. You are a ageless. Ton. You are embalmed. I, in a weird, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think <laughs> You're I, drinking I, the perfect amount. I, I mean, but when I You've stop pickled drinking, yourself. I start looking very young. Like it's fucking insane. Like yeah. when I stop drinking, my skin clears up, and I yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I'm you're not, also like, doing the sauna, that. which is a game changer oh, for the skin. Oh, I love. Truly, me too. Fun. I started doing the sauna. I tr I think I look incredible. Yeah, I've never oh. said that about myself. <laughs> I, no, you're, I have you're, very low self-esteem, and I think I look amazing. Videos, when, you, when you're in a sauna, I go, oh, I want to videotape myself in a sauna. She looks awesome. I feel like I'm doing that because you do it. Oh, I do it because you do it. I basically do whatever the you do on your stories. The only person that doesn't look good is Rogan. He looks like a fucking werewolf. He's like, like he Jesus, how do you sauna? He does it from a low angle. He, like, doesn't, he, does, he saunas until it hurts. I'm like, <laughs> I sauna until I get a little uncomfortable, and then I get a Diet Coke. I know. Jesus. Your, your mouth isn't supposed to be sweating. Joe does everything to the... Like everything yes. so intensely. I even yes. said, I remember one time saying, sometimes when you text, I feel like you're doing it with your knuckles. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, who gives him advice? It's such a good question. Well, I mean, experts, medical experts, Elon oh, yeah. Musk. Yeah, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> the guy Edward the Snowden? Yeah, Edward <laughs> Snowden. Yeah, what am I talking about? Uh, Bernie <laughs> Sanders, I guess. <laughs> Just the best in the world of whatever they are. Um, I mean, look, here's what. <laughs> What a dumb fucking question. <laughs> Who gives him advice? I don't know. He's got about 1,100 episodes of it. Maybe you can just Google through that. <laughs> I think he just listens when people talk on his shows. <laughs> um, but the last special I was doing, it seems like starting now... And your special is coming out at a very good time. Not to find the silver lining it's in not, the corona. No silver lining in that because I, all, all, like my, and this is why I said I'm really fucked up about this coronavirus thing because all I think about is all the waitresses at the store. Well, we, the, I just texted about that. Where they are going to be paid, and we're going to do a thing where we give them some extra too. Yeah, and and like, but I so think if about, you want to just, think, how much you want to put up? Forty grand. I mean, I'm not that about that. Do you want to just commit that? <laughs> You know what, guys? It's quarantined. Get, get back in your get back in your houses. Watch my special, and then we'll talk about what I can give them. No, but I think like my, I'm talking about all the older people. I think yeah. of people. With, my, my one of my best friends has uh, hardcore asthma. Him and his daughter. Mm -hmm. I think about all those people that where this may fucking ruin their life. I think about just the idea of going to a hospital right now, knowing that you're sick, or you have a heart attack or something, and there's already beds taken up. It's, well, all that's, this... that's really what's going to become devastating is that so many beds are occupied that people that have just non-corona related things. But you were saying about Joe. You... Well, Joe, which we'll come back to that. Um, Joe gave me some really incredible advice because I remember the head of Netflix comedy calling me right before I shot my special and going, hey, can you open with your closer? Basically, like we're it's hard to get people to finish specials. I don't think it will be during right now with this quarantine thing. I yeah. think people are going to finish pretty much everything they watch. Um, and this is when I was sort of developing what I was going to do and how I'm going to make this stand out and how I'm going to make people finish this. And I ended up building a robot uh, to put at the end. So oh, even yeah. if someone didn't finish it, they go to a party and go, yo, did you see what happened at the end? And then everyone be like, ah, even if they didn't finish. Don't it. even get me started. You know what, what makes me most angry about what? this whole quarantine is I had really planned epic promos and marketing still gonna do them we're still gonna do them we're still gonna do them anyway keep, keep we're still going. gonna do them and you're still gonna do more you want to hear you want to hear one that is genius yes i was gonna i was gonna present i was gonna do an xfl halftime show okay <laughs> so i was gonna go ladies and gentlemen guys on the <laughs> thing ladies and gentlemen this was brilliant by the way and i'm so angry that i won't be able to do you're this. doing it right now i won't be able to do no but it, if you had seen it if you had been there at the moment it would have been one of the funniest things you'd ever seen, okay? 
Ladies and gentlemen, today's halftime presentation is brought to you by Burt Kreischer. Burt currently has a Netflix comedy special streaming right now on Netflix called Hey Big Boy. <laughs> so sit back and enjoy the. Oh my God, there's a streaker! <laughs> and then I come out, right? Streaking. Uh, please, all police officers to the field, please help us get this streaker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not record this. Do not videotape this. This will not be aired. We're supposed to be having a halftime presentation. Now the cops chase me. They catch me in the middle of the field, right? They wrestle me and you hear Now me and the cops get in formation With your dick out There's no need to be Young man And we're all dancing Young man How great would that have been, right? How great everyone would, Epic. It would have been laughing hysterically. And then I started going, I'm going to do halftime presentations for the XFL for the rest of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, today's halftime presentation <laughs> is brought to you by, oh my God, there's someone parachuting onto the field. Like, nonstop. I, had, I planned all this out, and now I can't do it. I'm going to call it sick to work show. You know, I can't do it. Go back to what Netflix said you. Comics come out and spend the first five fucking minutes doing crowd work about oh. a city that most people don't live in. What's do up, not, New York? Do not get me started about What's that. What's up, guys? The tag, I couldn't get a taxi here, New Yorkers. Like, most people watching this aren't there. You need you need to make your special for the people watching what it What are you doing? I walk in on stage. I go, I think I say thank you or yes or thank mm -hmm. you. And then I get tell Get right joke, to it. Tell a joke right away. Get, and then I tell another one. Because yeah. I don't want to lose you. Also, and then I tell why are one. you cutting to a giant? theater everyone yeah. no one needs it why are you doing theater porn it's really so many comedians shoot in venues shoot their specials in ways to try to impress other comedians or try to make other comedians yeah. jealous and people sitting at home they're all like we know you can sell these tickets we're your fans yeah i i, I why did. do you keep cutting to a balcony i didn't here's what i didn't want to do on this special i didn't want to go up with 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 what i thought was material that i think people would gravitate to more which was stories about my wife, my family, like yeah. stuff like that. All my my girl stuff. Everyone loves stories about Isla and Georgia. And so I didn't want to go up and do that because I felt like as a viewer, if you watched it, you go, oh, it's just more stories about his kids. I saw that on Secret Time. Like, yeah. I, I want to see more of him. So I, I really challenged myself Smart. to make sure that I did stuff that was still very Burt. Yeah. You know, drunk Forrest Gump kind of guy. <laughs> you know, still very Burt. Mm-hmm. But and and then and then threw out sprinkled stuff that you were familiar with, so that it wasn't an I wasn't a carbon copy of Secret Time. I wanted yeah. it to be a different, especially thumbprint. if someone watches Secret Time and then watches the other one right afterwards. Yeah, because like binging. It's what I love about Chappelle. Because you have to make specials now, assuming people are going to watch a couple of them in one sort of. If binge. you watch Secret Time and then you start this one, you're going to go. Oh, this is this is. Exactly what Bert does, mm -hmm. but it's it's done. It's I think it's done so much better. This I'm so proud of this special, including the name. Like I the yeah, secret, I agree. Secret Time was a brilliant name for me because that's I say that nonstop. Netflix said no to one a couple of my titles. <laughs> there, everyone was like, Netflix never says no to titles, and they what sent me. It? They were what like, the try title? again. And Burr and Magical were also like, yeah, I wanted to call my last special Bear Claw. <laughs> 
they're like, interesting. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's with the t- it's a great title. Uh, Chappelle's the only one that's like the the outlier on this because his titles, the Bird Prophecy or whatever, you're just right. Like, you're like, huh? But you're like, I don't give a fuck. I love it. Says Dave Chappelle in front of it. Chris Rock's being called Tambourine because I remember yeah. going, I know that's a fucking great joke, and I can't wait to see why it's called this. It made me so curious to it's, watch it. It is a it is an interesting way to sell a special. Yeah. Say to sell them watching the whole thing. Yeah, is give a. Uh, like a nod to the thing. It also annoys me if I don't know the answer to something, and I'm like, I just want to fucking figure out why it's called that. I was initially going to call this special, I was doing this hour very differently. I was going to call it Unpopular Thoughts. Mm. And I had had a running bit throughout it where there were unpopular thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it was like, (laughs) it was was just me sharing unpopular thoughts throughout it. And Slavery was good. No, No, but, uh, but I... I, I thought it was too much of a carbon copy of Secret Time, and it was like the same. Mm. It was the exact yeah, same, maybe. Done a little different. Maybe, and it's like, it's like when I go specials are different, but when I go on the road, it is fucking. I'm all over the map. I do whatever I want to do. I have no rules to it. Yeah. So when I do a special, I need to kind of remember that there are no rules to it. So don't look at something you did that worked and try to recreate that. No. Now, by the way, this is me, and this is me and anyone I've ever worked with because I am, I am, I am hardcore. I believe I, what you believe. Don't talk about where you're from, where the city. Just go up, tell a joke. Like I've hammered it into people. Don't want to hear about the fucking city. Just go up and tell a joke. On a special, when you're in the city and it's not being yeah. taped, talk about the city and you spent the day there and whatever. Like yeah. I think that's great, making a show specific to the city you're going to. Like yeah. Benton knows, I always try to do a couple jokes hey, up way, front. By the way, here's something you can not do. Not in uh, a taping. This is to comics, uh, for comics. You can also do that in your taping. You can do that in your taping. Just don't and then air edit, it. Then edit it out. Correct. Did you, is, by the way. Correct. There were some shows on this, and I don't know which show we used. We shot four shows, which I will always do, if not six. Interesting. Two Friday, two Saturday. Oh, yeah. And then do you cut in between them, or do you just use one? Uh, use one. And but, is it usually but, which but, one? It's the last one. Always. always. It's always the last one. Interesting. Well, the first, one. when you're taping a special, we always tape at least two, three or four. Yeah. I usually do sometimes more. Um, I had to do some pre-tapes on this one, which was crazy. But the first one is always a camera rehearsal. Yeah, first one is like the first one that we saw. It was a great show. It's very hard to shoot stand-up. It's like shooting golf. Yeah, there were things that were out of focus, and they and it didn't always. It wasn't the best shot show. It was a the probably one of the performance. It wasn't wasn't the best performance. Uh, It it was a great performance. We have it, Mm -hmm. and we used parts of it. Like Mm -hmm. it was crazy, but like. For some reason, there was like one joke that I told that was, when I told it on the first show, it was like three minutes shorter. I don't know what, like it just was, I didn't, I didn't stumble or I didn't cre- grab for things. Huh. So like there was like weird things like in there that, that happened. Um, but yeah, we used the last show. On the second show, we filmed the second show, there's a mustard stain on my pants. <laughs> I don't even remember having a hot dog. There's a mustard stain on my pants and no one caught it. I said to everyone. Well, I said, oh, trust me. I said I... to everyone, I go, these are the rules. Before I walk out, tell I want, me. Tell yes. me that my necklace is straight. Yes. That all my because yep. I've done shows where the where the Saint Jude miraculous my medals on my second stand up special, my Comedy Central uh, one. We only shot two shows because we didn't have a, a lot of money. My half of my belly is showing the entire show, which oh. is not who I am at all. Had to fix a lot of it in post, but you can still see yeah. like parts of my belly, which I just like makes me so- and sweat stains. Oh, sweat stains! Don't get me oh, started. Oh, exactly. Well, that's I, why I use the. I use, that's why I don't wear a shirt. I use the. Is that why? Oh, one of the main reasons. I'm sweating right now. I use the Kleinert's pads, which are like maxi pads that you put inside your shirts. I would. I'm now sweating just talking. But about I also this. have. I wear these Knicks. I wear shirts under my shirts oh, that I, have maxi pads in them. I would stand 
when I wore shirts to do stand-up, I would stand with my shirt before I went on stage, and I was like, tell me when I'm going to go on. Tell me when I'm... It was such a fucking pain in the ass. Tell me when I'm going to go on. Soon? 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 And then I'd put it on and walk out, and it's immediately sweat would show up. I When I started taking my shirt off, number one, I stopped sweating entirely. So wait, that's why you take your shirt off? I took my, I would take my shirt off because it, I didn't give a fuck. It was the yeah. road, and I didn't care. But you would I'd do it halfway up, through the show? Nope. I'd walk out, rip it off at the beginning, yep. kill a beer, place to go nuts, and then I'd put it back on. Mm-hmm. And then I'd just go in back into the show, and, and then... And then at one point I was in Columbus and I took it off and I just, something happened in the room and I started going there and I forgot to put it on. Yeah. And then like 15 minutes in I go, I still have my shirt off. And it gets a laugh and I go to put it on and this woman in the back goes, keep it off. And I'm like. <laughs> so then I get off stage and someone I worked with that I respected was like, um, hey man, just give you a heads up. You just did a whole show shirtless. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, and you're not in shape. Like, that should be very distracting. But, like, at some point, they forgot about it. And at I was, some point, we're at a barbecue, and you're just killing at a barbecue. Yeah, and, and they're like, and, and so I went, really? And he was like, I don't know, but, like, if that's going to be your thing. But, like, and so the next show, I take my shirt off. And now I'm thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, mm, is this awkward? Yeah. And then at one point, I stopped thinking about it. And it just, I did the whole show shirtless. And then I just started going, I, I feel so, I, I immediately subtracted all of the, what shirt am I going to bring? What, yeah. what clothes do I need to wear? Ugh, I didn't care about shirts so anymore. Nice. And I stopped sweating immediately. I, the second that my shirt comes off, I don't sweat at all. And I'm like so much more, calm. I'm, and then, and now if I wear a shirt on stage, you can see me going like inside my <laughs> shell, like, so, um, and so I have to take you're my afraid shirt off. of the sweat skin no, no, showing? I, just, I don't, I'm not comfortable. When I take my shirt off, I am like. I become the Florida kid I was growing up. I am fucking so comfortable with my shirt off. It's ridiculous. Like I, you spent most of your childhood I, in I spent high most school my, years. I spent almost the entirety of my childhood shirtless. Like I, up till up until ten, I only wore a loincloth and moccasins. Like that was all I would <laughs> wear. Oh yeah, in a sex cult. Oh no, I was, a loincloth. Yeah. What is this, Lord of the Flies? No, it <laughs> was Wild Boy and Bigfoot, and uh, I was Wild Boy, and I was waiting for Bigfoot to show up. So. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I was shamed into wearing clothes by my dad, who was like, buddy, you might want to get some clothes. We're going to the mall. And I was like, dad, I'm cool. He's like, you're going to be the only one in a loincloth and moccasins. And I was like, huh? Is that appropriation? Are we even allowed to wear moccasins anymore? Not anymore. But back then, man, knee-high moccasins and a loincloth. If you were looking for me, look in a tree. That's where you're going to fucking find me. I mean... Look, the Scottish had, there's something to that, those skirts. Oh, and then Speedos. When I, I Speedos, I would wear Speedos like. You oh, do still? Oh, yes, I you do in your I still wear Speedos hardcore. <laughs> I, do you way, wear briefs or boxers? No, I don't wear no underwear. I'm from Florida. You don't wear underwear? I've never worn underwear. I'm from Florida. What? Yeah. No, is that a Florida thing? I don't know, but I just write it off to being from Florida. So don't you chafe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't know. It, I don't. I don't know what not chafing feels Do like. Do your so. balls hurt? No, no. My my dick. Everyone always asks. Doesn't what it about rub up dick? against the zipper? Yeah, but it's kind of like a thumb. Have it's you asked? A- <laughs> like, have you it's, ever? And it's got a nail on it. Zip- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sometimes I'll catch your it dick out of my has more. To get a ride. Your, hey! your dick has more toenails than my toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you ever zip your dick into your pants by accident? It's happened, yeah. It's definitely happened. What? More pubic hair. Pubic hair gets zipped up quite often. Do you have all pubic hair? I, by the way, I have a joke about... I wonder if I talked about not wearing underwear in my special. But I have a joke about my... Is it a f- common thing that men don't wear underwear? Who wears underwear in here? I wear underwear. all every, wear underwear? Yes! We're sponsored by MeUndies. <laughs> yeah, MeUndies was a sponsor. And I was like, I don't know. I guess they're good. 
I don't know. I've never, I don't wear underwear. I had an aunt that used to not wear underwear, just jeans with no mm, underwear. Yeah. It is sickening. No, it is <laughs> Makes me awesome. physically ill. I can't, I can't but imagine. But you also, men also don't wash their jeans. I can't imagine putting a pair of pants Do you wash on... your pants every day? Seldomly. So you put the same pair of pants on your bare dick every day. Yeah. Hashtag patriarchy. Hashtag we, freezer. We, I put it in the freezer when I'm done. Wait, how often do you wash your jeans? Very seldomly. I put them in the freezer. Wait, what? I put in my jeans in the freezer. I put to my disinfect jeans them? By the way, the I do freezer. know a guy. I do know a guy. Am I the first one that tells you? This is, okay, either this is so <laughs> fucking Florida or I'm out of my goddamn mind. <laughs> I do not wear underwear. I, when I'm done with my jeans for the day, I then take them off and throw them in the freezer. Who taught you that? I don't know, technically. I do certain. know a guy who hooked up with a friend of mine who was such a germaphobe that he made her put her purse in the freezer before they had sex. That's interesting. <laughs> I know. So that's the only freezer reference point I have. No, yeah, my jeans. Is go it in to the disinfect them or to I make them don't tighter? No, I don't know if it's a wide. Yeah, it fail. freshens your jeans up. It's a thing that people in the South do specifically a lot. Yeah, because freshens I, them I, up. I, you're not supposed to wash jeans every day. That's not how. No, I understand, but if you don't wear underwear and your anal cavity of, is exposed, you and should. And I am an ass sweater, ball sweater. Like I am definitely. Like, I shower every day, but I just the jeans. But people don't. I did a whole episode about this in the NBC show I made about finding out that guys don't wash their jeans. Yeah. It's fine if the outside is dirty, but if you're not wearing underwear, you cannot wear the same jeans every day without cleaning them. This is why time. we have corona. You never wear underwear. I never wear underwear. So if you go on stage, you're... Asshole, which has I, been cleaned I, by a bidet, so we know it's- I have often giggled at the idea that I go on stage with basically three articles of clothes. <laughs> like, I, I'll giggle to myself when, like, like I, I remember playing strip poker one time, and, <laughs> all, and all I had was flip-flops and pants on, and I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be a quick game. Also, hold on, we never finished the bidet conversation because I still don't understand how using a bidet reduces the amount of toilet paper you use. Oh, I've been hands-free for, like, two years. But then how do you wipe the water off? Oh, you just pat dry. Like you get you get a little toilet paper and then just pat dry, but you're clean, you're dry. That thing hoses shit out of the cravine. Like the like it like say you have like a little bit of a, like a nugget. I feel like on. you just made a word out of crevasse and cravine. You're right, I did. <laughs> you're cravine. definitely right, I did. You're definitely right, I did. <laughs> this is why we would have never worked as a couple because we would have been at a dinner party. I say cravine, and you'd be hold on, everyone. I'm so sorry. He just made up a word. Time out. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Time out. Time he just out. made up a word. I'm like, hey, can we not do this in front of strangers? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone at this table, just go cravine. It's a new thing. Can I just humiliate my husband real quick? <laughs> the, um, the, no, it, it spray hoses The what? Everything. The butthole? The, the wrinkles it within the butthole or so inside good. the butthole? Oh, I let it go. I let it break the I have a theory. Hot take. Unpopular opinion. What yeah. was your last, what were you going to call unpopular it? Unpopular thoughts. Unpopular thoughts. That guys use bidets because it feels good on their balls. No. It doesn't even touch my balls. How close are your balls to your butthole? Benton oh, told me like five I'd say, inches. I'd say, hold on, I, can <laughs> I said like this I can far. Measure. This far? It's not as close as yeah, a vagina and a butthole. This far. What is between this and that? You know, it's your so taint. Funny? Your taint. And I remember, and I have like, hey, do you have a seam on your taint? Does it like? I think like all guys skin, do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a seam. So it's like a, a zipped up. I was up. with that girl I was telling you about. Looks this, like told a scar. Me, it, yeah. And I go, I remember we were like <laughs> naked in bed, and I said, I said, I feel like I have like a scar there. And she goes, Yeah, that's where God sewed you up. And I went, sewed me up. And I remember going like, wait, was I born with two fucking sets of genitals? <laughs> and how while, did you know about for it? For a while, I was like, 
Did I have a fucking vagina? And my parents just were like, we got to pick one. Behind your vagina. balls? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, why would they, how great would it be if you had a vagina behind your balls and you could just be like, oh, okay, I'm sitting on my dick, everybody. Oh my God. <laughs> but I remember she goes, that's where God sewed you up. And I went, what? he doesn't need a needle. He's God. He would have just, <laughs> it would be, it should be like this skin, but instead it's like, it's got a crease in it. I just don't understand how bidets. I don't. I, here's, it feels so. But good. here's what I'm saying. I think that you guys' shits are too viscous and runny. And I think my my poops. I won't even call them shits. They are poops. Are hard. Like not hard, hard. But they're like one thing, and they're oh. clean pins. Healthy <laughs> okay. fiber shits. We talked. There's about. no like residue anywhere. There's no residual anything. Yeah. Okay. So if your song, if your poops are a <laughs> a, a short song. <laughs> like yeah. beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. I, I need love. I found love, and now we're in love. Yeah. Mine are uh, are kind of like <laughs> mine are like uh, free bird. <laughs> they last all day. I'm shitting. Like and I I a lot of times I'll so take they're a not shit and one I'm not poop. done. I'll get up and I'm not done. I'm just give up on it. Mine are fucking like polished. Oh no. They're, they look like a quartz crystal. When I shit, my asshole's like a bouncer at 2 a.m. He's like, <laughs> all right, everyone, get the fuck out right now. <laughs> All right, so, go, go. Does it get stuck in the hair? Oh, it does. Yeah, they, that's why I'm hands free because there was a time where toilet paper would get stuck in the hair. You all of a sudden you'd wipe, <gasps> and then the, it was like the, your hair was going uh, like, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Grab something, then grab it, wrap it around. And you'd be like, then you'd be like, what is wrong with my ass? And then also, oh, yeah. how do you wipe? Front. How? Front. <laughs> I'm a front wiper, and no one ever stopped me, okay? Really? My parents never I'm stopped me. I'm a front me. wiper! I'm a front wiper, and he shamed me about because it. That you can, Winnie wipes hold on, hold on, back stop. to front. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Front, no, listen, back. You don't have a vagina, Bert. No, but we don't, I don't drag it up my body. I get in there and out of there like a match. Like, I, like I'm striking a match. That's what I do. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I don't do. go in there. I go, it's a little cunt, cunt. Like, I'm, get out of here. You can get stop. out of here. Like, I got carpal tunnel from that. That's insane. No, it doesn't ever go into my hoo-ha. Yeah, you don't rub it up. like Ever. You stop. Bink. Benton goes from behind. Uh, fuck that. Scoops. That, how do you go from behind? <laughs> You're going to need like that Tommy John soldiers, shoulder yeah, surgery. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, makes no sense. No, you it stand makes way up more and wipe? Or do no, you... no, no. That's a different conversation. Oh, we, we thought about that yesterday, too. Yeah. He says people stand people up stand and wipe. People stand up and like squat to wipe. Yeah. And then when you stand up, your butthole's closed and there's still poop in there. Thank so, you. Yeah, okay. but you yeah. have to be sitting down. But I just because wait, hold on. When you sit down, your butthole is closed, and when you stand up, it opens. No, 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 no. When you no. sit when down, it opens. opens. When you stand up, it closes. So I'll sometimes I'll sit on the toilet seat uh -huh. and I'll start one cheek and then pull the other cheek <laughs> over and then plant it so that my butt cheek. Yes, are you totally have to. Fine. I use a squatty potty. Yeah, I use a squatty potty. Yeah, too. gotta use By a the squatty way, potty. I would get uh, stage high kiss boots if I could and wear those all day so that when I shit, I got my own squatty potty. Do you just lean forward it. when you shit? You're uh, supposed to lean forward. Yeah, I do lean forward. Some of the best shits I've ever taken were in, in foreign countries where they just had a, a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. And you're Vietnam. like, oh, my God, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is like fucking Serbian exodus. <laughs> I don't even know if that that's another thing Whitney would call me on. Uh, the Serbs never left, okay? <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I I could I could talk about shitting for hours. But I, I didn't realize that sometimes when you fart, poop particles come out, and that's where, or maybe not. What? Can you look that up, please? Yeah. I can't. Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne. Well, I can't confirm I, or I'm deny. Not, if I'm not mistaken, it's maybe not Steve Byrne. Someone go? won't fart in his own pants. Someone wants in to? In his own pants? Whose pants they, does he fart in? 
<laughs> he doesn't go, come here, let me borrow your pants. He won't fart in his pants. Who is it? Sebastian. It's, it's, it's gotta be it's Sebastian. It's gotta be Sebastian. Well, cause Sebastian used to have the joke that he would fart in a towel if girls came over. You don't remember that? And he, then go, he had a oh fart my God, towel. you wanna smell what a dream, see what okay. a dream smells like? <laughs> my orangina farts? I farted into a McDonald's cup one time oh. and then brought it over to my daughters and I go, girls, you're never gonna believe this. I just caught a fairy. And they're like, what? And they're like, I don't see your, <laughs> Yeah, I was. Wait, he would fart into a towel and then let he, him smell no, it? No, because his whole thing was, he used to do this whole bit about when, when he was single, when girls would come over, he would have orangina. He had this whole bit about having orangina. I and bet he was so much fun to fuck. He, uh, I, I, my guess is Sebastian was so like, such a perfectionist about it and like germaphobic that yeah. he was very specific about who I like. He didn't, I don't feel like he was like a, I bet no, but I bet, I bet you'd, you'd mention gross. something. You'd be like, ah, it's like, uh, it's like, remember when we were kids, you get uh, Skittles and you put them in your soda and be like, yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, doo, 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 yep, doo. yep. And next time you're over there, he's like, would you like some Skittles? <laughs> got a great soda. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Sebastian had game. Oh. I thought oh. you meant in terms of like sleeping with a lot of women. I feel like he was very picky. Oh, no, he's picky. But I bet, and he I was bet probably, I would say. drop a hint of something that happened in your childhood and he'd register it. Yep. And oh, get yeah. That oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Next date. Oh, I thoughtful. 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 Ahead of the game. Romantic. Italian. Also, I remember Sebastian was maybe the only guy when I started at the store that didn't have like riffraff around. Showed up, did a spot, left. He's was, still like that. Yep. But no girls, no yeah. trash, that, no you know, nothing. That, I believe that fucked up a lot of com great comics. 100%. I think pussy has ruined I great comics. I 100% have seen it happen. It's like, and you look and you go, oh man, some some guys just got better when they got married. Because the pro Yes. Well, no, I mean, it's like in some of the best actors, too. I mean, Steve Carell and, and Will Ferrell and all those guys, you know, yeah. it's like there's a common denominator because I it did. also focuses you. And oh, having kids was like the biggest. Oh, was like dialed me in to go. I'm going to the store or I'm going to the store. I go to the, go to the improv and yeah. do my set and I just go yeah. home, have yeah. a beer and go home. Yeah. And so why do you think there's like a couple of our friends that pretend they're not engaged or married? Like, who are we talking about? <laughs> Like on stage? There's a, well, I'm just saying there's a couple comics where it's like... Write a couple names down and I'll tell you why. <laughs> there's a couple comics that it's just like, why isn't your girl on your social media? Like, why are you pretending to be single? Oh. The best material is about being in a relationship and having kids. Yeah, I just I found out Brian Callen has kids like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he is single, I think. <laughs> you know, I know he is. <laughs> but um, you're like, I'm like, why don't you talk about your kids? It's hard. You should really meet them. It's hard. I, you know, I, I don't think... I, I'm not certain, but I don't think Tom hasn't really talked about his kids yet. But it's like it's hard to he, write. The other night he did something like about bathing with one of them or something. Yeah, yeah, he's got a new I, bit. Oh, but he, but like it's hard to write about your kids, especially if you're like a a Burr or a Rogan mm -hmm. who's always coming topic first, like angle first. It's well, their style is more talking about big picture, like human nature stuff, and yeah, like taking you know. a thing, whittling yeah. it apart. I think from. For me, it was like, I'm a storyteller, so I immediately was like, my daughter did this, my daughter did that. Yeah, yeah. And so it, for me, it was very easy yeah. to flip in, but I but I was scared because you also, you know, when I was young, when I was young in comedy, you didn't want to talk about having kids. It was like a killer. Like, it would just, it would Oh, boom. it like makes you family guy yeah, or something. everyone's like, ugh, uh, give me someone cool who yeah. talks about a prank he Dad put on his guy. friend or talks about some edgy topic. Give me edgy. Totally. I remember the first joke I had that, about my kids that I, that I was like... I remember it was a uh, it was a bit called uh, Baby Alice Trick where she had put her finger in her ass and put it in the dog's mouth. <laughs> and Segura and Ian Bag pulled me aside and they're like, that bit 
is fucking legit funny. Like it's not it's not a family guy joke. It's legit yeah, funny. Yeah, and yeah. I went, really? And they're like, dude, the way you talk about your kids and this and then by the way, I'm I got married to this like honesty of my kids. I'm not like because a lot of dads would go up and go, I got a son, this fucking guy's a badass dude. He's gonna be mm-hmm. the fucking you know, and it was just it was like no one wanted to hear about Yeah. No one wants to hear about a comic with a big dick. They want to hear about Yeah, 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 yeah. The, and so when I started that, when I told them when I did that story, I could I then was like I could just make these two the who they are, like these two characters in my life who are mm-hmm. fucking yeah. goofballs. Yeah. Uh, and also like Louis CK. I mean, when he really slapped was when that oh. that bit about calling his kids cunts. Yeah, he goes, they're cunts. Anyone who stops you from getting it, what would you call someone who refused to put their shoes on? If you were sitting at a door. The joke that made me the my favorite Louis C. K. joke about having kids, I, I'm not gonna word it right, but he goes, This joke's just for parents. Do you know that feeling when you put your second kid in the car seat and you walk Yeah, 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 yeah. From the passenger yeah, sexy yeah, 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 side yeah. to this car. You know that yeah. feeling? That was like so <laughs> yeah. dialed in to like, yeah. I knew that feeling of going like, finally a fucking second for me. And having two daughters when he had that bit about, I didn't have kids. This was when it was like, oh, this is cracking because I don't have kids. I can't really relate to it. But it was so fucking funny about how he's like, uh, boys will uh, ruin your stuff and girls will ruin your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and one of his daughter's uh, Barbie dolls broke and she said, Will you break my sisters so we're even? Oh. And he's like, and I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You had to break the head off of a doll. Louis, Louis still, I think, I think his new special, if he does one or if. He will, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be fucking groundbreaking. It will be. And he's someone that I, you, I studied watching specials. Burr and Louis are like Mm -hmm. two of my favorites to watch specials of. Mm -hmm. And Chappelle, I think Chappelle's fucking genius. Yeah. I think Chappelle's one of the greatest comics that's ever lived. His kicker in the pussy story was a game changer for me. That was like, that was, when I heard that joke, I I was getting ready to do secret time. I was like, that's the, you, Mm -hmm. everyone needs a kicker in the pussy joke. Mm -hmm. That's the fucking, that's the art form. The art form is is sometimes misdirection. Sometimes, yes, that's right. And it's so... It, surprise. It's so hard to surprise people anymore, too. I, or shock people. Uh, yeah. and it, Because I, of what the news is, shock, shock, shock all day long. So it makes it even harder for us. I can't wait. Did you see Norm MacDonald's coronavirus set? Uh, no, I saw the picture. Yeah, he did a whole set on the coronavirus. Oh, wow. Oh, he did a... Um, he posted a tweet where he said, uh, you know, doing com- me doing comedy right now would make people sick. Also, the coronavirus is uh, out there, and I don't want anyone to get that. <laughs> he texted me the other day, or DM'd me, because we were going to do the Colin Sick to Work show. The lineup was so fucking sick. The lineup was so sick. I this was a way, show that just, Bert was going to do on St. Patrick's Day for his special, where a bunch of us were going to go at like 11 a.m. and do stand-up at the I used to do this. I used to do this very... This is probably the first thing I ever did that really like moved the needle for me. Was I do this call and sick to work shows where I go in, I do radio, I drink on radio, I go right to the club, and I do a morning show at like 10 a.m. Doors would open at nine. Jesus. People would get fucking <laughs> wasted, and we just do this really impromptu, fun comedy show. Open mic, like kids from the in the in whatever city I was in would always step in and get on stage. It was really really fun, and then we'd stay there and drink all day long. Yeah. The ones at Columbus were so legendary wow. that I did like Columbus three years in a row. I think DC I did. So we were gonna do it. I released tickets through my 
um, my community app, my, uh, oh, yeah. my my phone number, 323-208-0844. I just released them through there. It's sold out. Remember when I got fun. you that number? You guys yes. were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, me and Tom both were shitting on it. I love it. I love it <laughs> me too. I was, in, I was in someplace in New Mexico. I text them. I go, where do I go eat? I, I use it all the time. Can I tell you? It was a fucking game changer when we had to cancel shows for Corona because I was able to text everyone just in Detroit and go, hey, guys, this is getting canceled. I want you to know right now. Here's how to get refunds. Yeah. And so, and so, um, and so I didn't want to release the lineup. Because the lineup wasn't important to me because what should be important to you is coming out for St. Patty's Day and yeah. drinking at the store all day. Yeah. It was going to be... And there's so few surprises in life anymore. What an amazing surprise to not know the lineup of a What an amazing day. surprise to get a $40 ticket, which is a high-priced ticket. Yeah. To get a $40 ticket, $150 if you wanted it VIP. And then we were going to have shows. I can say the lineup now because it's not going to happen. Maybe it gets rescheduled, but it won't be the same lineup, so you don't know. Yeah. But it was like me, you, Bill Burr, Segura, Jesus. Jim Jeffries... Um, Norm Macdonald. It was everyone I wanted Jesus. in stand-up. By the way, I'm not even... By, by the way, Sebastian, Dalia. By the way, during the day. During the day. At it was fucking such, noon. It was going to be such a... Uh, and then, by the way, Bobby, this is just the stand-up. We're going to do 15 stand-ups more if you want to show up. We should do like a live podcast version of it or something. Uh, Maybe not doing stand-up. We were going to do podcasts in the OR. It was going to be Tiger Belly and Bill Burt were the two podcasts in the OR. You could see all this. The VIP, the Belly Room was turned into a VIP lounge where there would be a live stream to either or where you could switch the channels and go yeah. back and forth. We had taco trucks. Kogi taco trucks. My buddy Roy Choi. His taco trucks were going to be in the parking lot. It was going to be open. It was going to be the funnest fucking time. And yeah. I was like, didn't want to release... I wanted people to be rewarded for believing that it was going to be a good show. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Just and trusting also, you. It's like, it's like, not to say your fans, but like my fans where they go, if it's just Burt, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they see that the fucking lineup, like David Spade was going to try to stop by mm -hmm. and then, and he was like texted. He goes, oh, I'm shooting. Like the people that were hitting me up to do it. I, yeah. Like I hit up, I hit up everyone to do it. Yeah. But it was going to be such a fucking great lineup. And now I'm so bummed because I was going to do that. And then. And then I had all these plans, and now, you know, with all, I'm, look, I just want everyone to be safe, obviously. And enough. here's the thing. Before I let you go, I do want to talk through this, because I think it is interesting to people, because a couple things, like, you know, when this these cancellations started happening, it was kind of interesting, because... I blamed you. I blamed you. <laughs> you were the first fucking person to tell me shows are getting canceled. You, call, you texted me, you go, are you canceling your shows? And I was like, what? No, what are you talking about? I remember looking at your Instagram. And you're like, you're you're on a plane with a with like a burka on, and you had sanitizer <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, and then you started texting me. I had never heard the show, show was getting canceled. And then and then all of a sudden it started becoming real. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, no fucking way. I was already in New Orleans. I know. I was already in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I had been having a great morning. We went out mm -hmm. day drinking. Yeah. We were getting ready to take a nap. And and then it got very real. And Tom called me and texted me and he was like. He's like, hey, are you still doing your shows? Because I canceled next week. And I went, huh? This every hour things were changing. So you and I were texting on Wednesday. And I was like, I, because when Tuesday is when festivals started canceling. Uh, Pearl Jam, Coachella, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my agents and they were like, mm, that's an insurance thing. That's, that's different. What Nick said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's an insurance thing. We're the same agent. Yes, yeah, we yeah, do. That's exactly what he said. So by Tuesday night, it was like, okay. Tours are only canceling if there's a big insurance liability, sort of places where kids would be or older people would be. And then people that had maybe older audiences were canceling. And then people who weren't moving tickets anyway. That was the other one. It was like, hey, guy. Which is... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I you canceled. So you got to understand, comics like us, we were like, okay, yeah, well, if I only sold 10% yeah, of my tickets, I'd cancel too. Six sold-out <laughs> shows. I got 8,000 people coming to see me. Totally. So, and then it was like, okay, what if we just cancel meet and greets? Yeah. Which is... 
to me, I already started going, ah, that sucks. Like, people aren't so, going to get their picture. Okay. This is already a little bit like they're getting boned. Isla, a week before, when I was in, I did Mad- I did uh, Medford uh, something. I did Schenectady, Wilkes-Barre Schenectady. Schenectady. I don't even know what that means. That's the guy I lost my virginity to was from a place called Schenectady, and I kept forgetting where he was from, and he goes, skin, neck, titty, Schenectady. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how you I remember that when I was there. Uh, <laughs> I did Wilkes-Barre, Schenectady, uh, two shows at the weekend, two shows at Constitution Hall, right? Great. DC's so, best. So th- th- that, just to put in perspective, those are, Constitution Hall's like 3,900. Mm-hmm. And so Isla, my youngest, called me when I was going to Wilkes-Barre, and she said, hey, big boy, no meet and greets. Yeah. And I go... I go, baby, I got to do meet and greets. That's part of my thing. So I always do a meet and greet, and then I go out to the sh- to the bars. I tell everyone, if you want to get a picture of me at a bar, get a mm-hmm. picture, come out, mm-hmm. say hi. Mm-hmm. All I say is selfie mode landscape. That's it. That's right. And Isla goes, no. And she goes, listen, it was really insightful. She goes, I'm worried you're going to get sick. If anyone's going to get this disease, it's going to be you because you're meeting so many people. That's right. So she goes, please just don't do meet and greets. And I go, baby. And she goes, please do it for me. So I didn't. I did a meet and greet in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> and then I got disconnected and, and she called and she had, my cousin Abe had posted a picture and she said, you went to a bar last night. Like you told me you weren't going to bars. Yeah. Dad, please don't do this. And then she said, dad, this is irresponsible because think of the last person that takes a picture with you. Mm-hmm. You're going to give it to everyone. That, as soon as you get it, you're giving it to everyone. Yeah. And, and you're going to survive it. This you're is, healthy. Yeah, You'll this survive is it. fucking I love. This yeah. is the kid I make fun of more than anyone on any special I've ever done. <laughs> this is what I call a window licking mouth breather on this special. <laughs> She and so I didn't do it in Schenectady. I didn't do it at the Beacon. And were people disappointed? Very, very. See, at and that then, point, it's like they're not getting their money. And worth. I still didn't get it. And then when I did the second show at Constitution Hall, I heard people. And by the way, I know that this isn't this is this is just responsibility. Mm-hmm. On the second show, and and we're just hearing inklings about this this virus going around. It's not as crazy yeah. as as and we're what hearing it is today. about what's going on in Italy and yeah, but it still like doesn't seem like it's going to get here. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, there and were also, no cases. That was also yes, there were no cases yet because there were also no tests to diagnose cases. So yeah. that's why there were no cases. And also, it was kind of. Like, it's the flu, and because it was, like, L.A., New York, and Tom Hanks had it, our conversation on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday was like, oh, this is going to seem, like, to Americans that this is, like, libtards, oversensitive libtards who are sensitive. This is, like, a Hollywood, New York, L.A. thing. I I definitely felt like... The show must go on. Yes. We're going to be fine. And Comedy, I, we, we, the show must go on when everyone else pussies out. We're the warriors that fucking show up. And when I did, when I, and I, by the way, I went to the Knicks game. I went to Madison Square Garden. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I'm going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. You single-handedly caused this. <laughs> Don't even start me. <laughs> Do not check my routing and then check the I was fucking say, That's literally where there's a quarantine oh, by the way, I I had, in oh, New by York. The way, for the record, I thought I had coronavirus. I thought everyone on my bus got coronavirus at one point. I was obsessed with the coronavirus. I like would wake up going like, going like I hold my breath for 10 seconds every morning. That's to see the, if you cough. To yeah. see if I coughed. Yeah. I, I'm, I, to this day, I'm not certain I don't have it. Like I'm just still like, I'm so OCD about shit. Yeah. I have been washing my hands more than I've ever washed my hands. In my, almost, Your hands are going to look like my feet soon. I'm almost Howard Hughes at this point. And so... When we did the second show at Constitution Hall, I heard a dude coughing, and I thought to myself, I thought, I, that's the first time I, I got off stage, and I went, oh, if if 
that guy had had coronavirus, mm-hmm. and by the way, it was not there yet. From, yeah, you know, it hadn't been in, in yeah, the it US wasn't yet. In DC, yeah, but what it, I thought next week, I remember thinking, I, I went back to the green. I go, oh, this coronavirus thing is going to be very real. It's going to affect our touring, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, it won't. I go, no, 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 mm. because we are asking, and this is why I was comfortable canceling. We're asking people to do to laugh, which is really expelling air shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to with shoulder complete with strangers. It. And so we will spread it. It'll spread to the entire. That's right. It'll spread to the entire theater. And now we're talking. And then I did the numbers and I, I whatever shows I had, I had eight thousand. So I'd sold over eight thousand tickets. And I went, oh, I'm I, I will almost guarantee I will give it to at least four thousand people yeah, if I do easily, these shows easily. And so I talked, and but I hadn't realized that until five o'clock on. Wednesday. No, Wednesday, Wednesday? No, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, that's right. I'm in New Orleans because Wednesday night. You texted me, and I was like, "No, I'm getting on the fucking plane." What are you talking about? Well, I started panicking because not everyone was actually doing it, but I got a, I got two texts that changed the way that I thought because I was getting a, checking the, my community number, uh, the texting number, and people were going, "Please tell me you're coming." Please tell me. Yeah. You're we were getting texts, and we check our comments. I'm, yeah. I shamelessly do. Um, I don't have. I think that's a good thing. Um, and people were like, I've been planning this for four months and I got these tickets for my wife and please don't oh, cancel. I drove, I drove all the way from Lubbock, That's Texas. right. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I, I just got a hotel room, dude. Are you yes. Please, people were standing outside my bus yelling at me and I, all I thought was, it's not like, I'm, I'm cool with overreacting. Yeah. I'm not cool with- Under with With being yeah. an idiot. Like, and by the way, I'm also cool with this airing a month from now yeah and and this whole thing being a hoax if no, it, this, this whole thing no 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 but i mean no but i mean like this being on the internet in a month oh yeah yeah and i'm very cool if this coronavirus thing was not as bad as we thought it was and everyone and it's such everyone overreacted we overreacted so and I'm that's very still cool fine. that because it, i would not be cool with being on here going no i did my shows dude it's a fucking it's no. the flu wash no. your fucking hands i don't know that i'm not a doctor all i know is that i'm in a room with a ton of people making them breathe really hard mm-hmm. and, and that's my goal and I, I wouldn't be, I would not be cool with it. And, and if any, way, I'm not getting it. I'm fucking thirty feet from the closest person. Yeah, I'm definitely. They're giving all it. giving it to each other. And here's uh, two things changed my mind, which is I got two, te- I got a text where a girl said I'm immunocompromised. I cannot come to your show. Please come back soon. And she sent me this whole thing. Another text I got said I live with my grandmother, so I can't come to your show. Yeah. And then I got a comment when I did the. Um, uh, photo with the mask saying i'm coming detroit it's not canceled some comment just said god how greedy can you be oh and i was like oh my god it, the tables are starting to turn it what what the, what yesterday was honorable that we're going to show up and fight through this is now being perceived as selfish and greedy the, yeah and this is what benton said because i was like but we got to show up for people like we got to go we sold these tickets and he goes if you go they're going to come yeah. So it's up to you to stop this. I when I when I canceled the shows, I fe- I felt an immense amount of depression. Me too. Like, and I by the way, I felt it all week driving across country, because I just was like, this, this is not like I have. This is not what I do. I I want to perform. That's all I want to do is yeah. stand up. That's it. And then I went to the theater in New Orleans, and it's such a fucking gorgeous theater. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting the opportunity to perform here tonight. And it also, by the way, wasn't in New Orleans yet. Remember the conversation you and I had was I was going to Detroit and Houston, and I was like, dude, I'm going to places they have it. New Orleans doesn't have it yet, so maybe you should. I but I but I was also going to Alabama. I guess a case had broke out in Alabama, uh, and and all I was like, and then I'm I'm just like, this isn't. 
I, I, I canceled and I got a lot of shit. You didn't cancel. You rescheduled. I rescheduled. Some people were going on. And, Ooh, and, did we ever get my dates that and, I rescheduled? You, yeah, we're going to post them. You and I were very, um, uh, I think, sort of put off by a, a, oh, the way a lot of people were just canceling without putting a rescheduled date up. What's wrong? You okay? Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommends no gatherings of 50 or more people in the U.S. for the next eight weeks. Okay, so we're going to be doing a little more rescheduling. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. As I hope... We're going to be a lot of podcasting. That's <laughs> what we're going to be doing. I, I want to hope that what I just read is now disproved, that this airs whatever tomorrow or the next day that is disproved. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. All I can do is go... All I can do is go, I can only do the best mm -hmm. where I can sleep at night. Yeah. And and just, like, I was very cognizant. I got invited to a, a fraternity party in... in Los, Las Cruces in New Mexico. Recently? The, yeah, there's ATOs. There's my what? fraternity. They, I was driving through and they found me there and they saw my bus and I DM with them and they were Aww. like, "Do you want to come to our fraternity party?" I have some white claw. And I was like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" That's what I'm. And then I and that's what I'm about. Like I like that shit. You are. You're hanging a, out with a bunch of kids and having a few beers. Fun and at all stories. costs. Burke Kreischer. Yeah. I can't do it. I was like, I can't because I, I don't know. I don't. I, I no. don't know. It's actually unethical at this point to congregate in big groups like it's wrong and it's and, morally yeah. wrong i mean even like when, when i see you and i go to give you a hug it's what i normally do i go well, fuck am i supposed to hug you and like yeah and, and and so i don't know i know i'm overthinking it but i'm, I'm not i don't think so it. i don't think it's possible to overthink this situation based on what happens in italy because we're on the same trajectory and we have about the same level of preparedness which is very little yeah and we're not china it we're not a communist country you can't, unless you enforce martial law, you can't make people stay in their homes like yeah. the way they can in China. It worked in China, but we don't have the same ability to control people like that. This is a democracy. It's uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to, I think it'll be a fucking, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's a doozy. And it's also, I think, you know, look, comics, we are about showing up and we're about going to the places that nobody else will go. And like selfishly. Yes. I love face to face interaction with our fans. Yeah. Like this is what we do. But I think a lot of people were canceling without reschedule dates. And something that I think is important that everybody knows through this is that we also I could not reschedule Detroit or Houston, especially until there was a state of emergency declared, because in the contracts that we sign, yeah. it's called force majeure. So if I'm supposed to go to Detroit tomorrow and I cancel, I'm on the hook for that. Yeah. And you don't get your money back. The theater's not going to refund your tickets. Right. It's a, it's a real shit. It's, it's a lot more complicated than us just canceling. Yes. Yes. So a lot of people <laughs> were saying to me, why the fuck aren't you just canceling? And I'm like, because I have a contract that means the people that bought tickets don't get their money back until a state of emergency is declared. Mm -hmm. It's called an act of God. So otherwise, people will just fucking cancel shows all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the union workers in the theaters... You know, they have certain things and they have to get paid regardless. So you're boning the theater. We also there's a couple promotion companies that we work with and we fuck up our relationship with them. I'll tell you what was really the, this was the only like the only thing I could hang my hat on for this. Cause I just I just pulled into L.A. today. Mm -hmm. I've been driving from New Orleans to L.A. in our, my tour bus. Uh, and the thing that this is the thing that made me feel better. Is I canceled? I, I stayed almost stayed offline the past couple of days. Not entirely, but just like definitely the first day. I canceled. I posted a, a written statement, and I was like, I got to do this. Yeah, and I thought I read, you had it great. I read the comments, 
and the comments were all very, very positive. Yeah, they're like, thank you, thank you you're for, doing the right thing. Yeah, not a lot of people in New Orleans were saying that, but uh, oh. <laughs> but they were like, you know. And then, Bitch, pussy. And then I went to the theater and I got really bummed when I looked at the theater, the Sang, 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 Sanger thing, Theater. Sangler, Sangler. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And then I looked at the ushers who were in uh. there and they were all a little older. And I thought, wow. I thought, I wonder if I just, obviously I don't, I, I, I'm always going to be devil's advocate and go, Bert, nothing was going to happen. Mm. Nothing was going to happen. You overreacted. You're being a fucking pussy. That's, not what That's how my brain show. goes. My brain says, but then I go, God, man, I, there was like legit, you look at those theaters, a lot of the ushers are older. Mm. That's how they make their money. And, mm. and I don't, and you would have just annihilated that whole group mm. of people. Roll it, like, roll it. Are you rolling? <laughs> I got me undies thongs and they are my favorite underwear. Did I not tell you this when we were not rolling? You did tell me that. I picked the thong out, by the way. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. I ordered that. Oh, you gave me a sassy little purple number. Well, we, remember, well, let me last time about your underwear, how that went. <laughs> I don't remember. We talked about it on here. You shamed me in front of all these people for buying you granny panties. Oh, that's right. The full butt ones. That was sickening. That was perverted of you. you. into that. Me undies. Here's the thing about thongs that people don't understand in underwear in general is that they move and they chafe and they do all. Me undies, the ones I have, they just stay right where you put them. Second skin. They don't wedge you up into your crevices i love my me undies i know no i'm honestly these i never buy new underwear this is my didn't i ask you to order me more okay better than putting on your me undies your wig (laughs) some youtube (laughs) this is woman's month which should be every month honestly and it is me undies mission to motivate all the women around them to embrace and show up as their full unfiltered self me undies believe self-expression is so powerful and that they want to encourage all women to live that way every day me undies thinks you're heroic just as you are um Okay. Yeah, I Well, that's agree. good to know. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, get 15% off and free shipping. Honestly, I will give you your money back at this point. That's how confident I am that you are going to like these. Um, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Makes me feel even more comfortable offering that. <laughs> to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Whitney. That's MeUndies.com slash Whitney. I'm wearing them right now, and my... But feels great. When you see me, what's the first thing you think? Stay away. But also, what gorgeous, beautiful hair. I go to your eyebrows first. Do you know how I got that way? Yeah, I washed them with Function of Beauty. <laughs> You're obsessed with this brand. They're fun. You it's went fun. and made your own shampoo and yeah, conditioner. Yeah, you take a quiz. You tell them what you need. You get to be the color or no color if you don't like color or whatever. And your own smell and everything. Yeah, the own smell. It's, that's fun. That's fun. It's Oh, it's also the internet's top rated customized hair brand. Oh, jeez. 30,000 five-star customer reviews. You're not special, Benton. Everyone loves this company. Um, So you had to take a quiz, four questions, uh, and they make a customized shampoo for you. for your needs. Vegan and cruelty. I think it's for your knees to wash that hair on your knees. (laughs) Vegan and cruelty-free. You know, we love that. No sulfates, parabens, phthalates, phthalates, mineral oils, or other harmful ingredients. What flavor did you pick? Uh, I think I did the apple pear juicy pear oh yes you did you did and what color mask i did a yellow and a lavender oh fresh franch i'm really french countryside all right started right now (laughs) okay go (laughs) Go to to functionofbeauty.com slash whitney take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20 percent on your first order don't spend another minute in hair misery go to functionofbeauty.com slash whitney let them know we sent you that's functionofbeauty.com slash whitney yellow and purple juicy pear 
Um, oh, and I got a sp- I got a series on uh, Netflix that we shot. Together. Is it going to be out yet? The no, pilot? it should it should be coming out soon. It's called The Cabin, but I think we'll change it to Comedians in a Cabin Getting Canceled. <laughs> Comedians in Cabins Getting Corona. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we I did an episode. Part, yeah. Me and Chris Aaliyah did an episode, and we, I, it, Chris and I, this is going to sound weird. We're both pretty clear about when we think we're doing well at something and when we're not. We left that shoot being so insecure that we weren't oh, funny. You guys were fucking hilarious. We disagree. We we I'm go to the hardest I've ever laughed. We go to Bert's heart. show. He's doing this great idea where comedians come to a cabin and they do. I don't want to give any of it away. Oh, I'll tell you exactly. Bobby Lee gave me an enema. Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, and gave me a coffee enema, and it and he didn't have the valve right, and it squirted out of the thing, and he thought I shit all over him. It was dude, and then I shit, and then I did shit all over him. I shit. He gave me an enema, and then I shit all over him. And, and it was so interesting. See, our episode is not as funny no, as no, that. No, 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 no. It, yours is better because it's words. <laughs> Me, Bobby, and Donnell is just action. With Chris one of the hardest I've ever laughed is we're so panicked about. Chris it. said to Whitney, um, <laughs> said something uh, about give you a hundred dollars, and she goes, "Don't wink." And he went, "What?" She goes, "It looks creepy when you wink." By the way, I'm giving away the funniest part of the show, but this is I mean, draw. I still giggle at this. And he goes, "It's not." creepy when I wink. She goes, it's very creepy when you wink, Chris. And I go, do it to me. And he said something to me and I said, and I, I went, okay, yeah, it's creepy. I go, wait, Whitney, tell me if it, tell me if it's creepy when I do it to you. And I go, you've got cancer. And we, and so now we start laughing at what's the worst news you can deliver to someone, but, but, but sell it with a wink. And it's, and it's me, Chris and Whitney doing this, d- delivering hate news. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, family died in a car accident. And we're laughing it's a so miscarriage. Fucking, Yeah, it's uh, inoperable. <laughs> and we are laughing so hard. And poor Leah Remini is just sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, what are, are you guys just going to. Leah Remini was like, I think I need to go home. At one point, she was like, I think I'm going to leave. Because what would happen is the three of us would start in on a small bit that we found hilarious. <laughs> She's and like, this is dark. This is, yeah, and she's like, this isn't funny. It's yeah, not funny to tell is, someone they got cancer. This is dark, and I was in Scientology. Yeah, <laughs> and this it was, is. But that was the fun. There was that show is so fucking funny, and I just got a. I just got the. My lawyer sent to me, and he's like, "Hey, there's a clause where you've got to prove all nudity," and I was like, "Oh, were we naked?" Uh, I was in every single episode full frontal nudity <laughs> and at one point i said to a girl i said to a young lady who's our camera op or our assistant camera op, i feel like a lot of guys are struggling with this girl versus young lady versus woman she was a young lady but what's the difference between girl and young lady did you girl, find yourself just correcting yourself girl yeah i did because girl for me is i feel it's condescending ah uh, okay. especially when you work with there someone was this girl she to me i take it as a compliment it makes me feel young she wasn't a woman woman for me is like over there was this 40. woman. There was this woman I work with. Woman also implies. Why do you even need to have the age involved at all? Like I no say, one would say. Like I was working with this young man the other day. It was just this guy. This this chick. <laughs> can't <laughs> this do skirt. that. Anyway, this skirt's holding the camera. <laughs> this like, lassie. What the fuck are you doing with a camera? <laughs> Give it to someone who knows what to do. With it. Give it to a, a man. A man, this not a boy. Skirt. A man. No, this. Uh, so this little this little tart has a has. A <laughs> <laughs> this is a piece of ass comes up to me. She was a she was a young lady. I would imagine she's twenty seven. Okay. I consist. I still consider that a young lady. Okay. Um, and she, I'm naked on a floor, <laughs> and I'm drinking wine, <laughs> and she has her head turned 
and I said, I apologize. By the way, every time I got naked, I was so overcorrected. I was like, guys, I'm getting naked. Everyone know. If you're <laughs> upset by this, please leave the room. <laughs> so she got her head turned, and I say to her, I said, hey, when you signed up for this, did they like, did they have you like sign some sort of clause, like going like, I'm aware there will be nudity? Or she, mm -hmm. she goes, no. And I went, wait, what did they tell you this show was? She goes, I was told this was comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> And I said, really? And she goes, yeah. And by the way, her head's turned. She's talking to me. She goes, yeah, this is not what I signed up for. I just did a movie and there was a girl that was a PA that was on your show. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, no, I met you on, on Bird Show. And I was like, oh, yeah, how was it? She was like, it was intense. I feel yeah. like it was oh, the same person. <laughs> it was intense. It really was intense. I mean, she was like, that was intense. <laughs> um, they had a they had a they had a, a code. There was an, another I'll say a woman. I can't remember her name. She was uh, she did script so she wrote whatever was the action was for yeah, the editor script supervisor. she was a script supervisor yeah. and she had a shorthand of cock to camera it was ctc oh. so she just it was like cock to camera which means your cock to camera and it's not a big cock pixelate yeah it, it, i they're not going to pixelate it at all do you real do you really think you don't have a big dick or you're just saying that no to be i have like a, i have a good dick hard like i have a legit good dick hard mm -hmm. but it is not impressive soft it is not representative None of, of them me. are because yeah, here's what I'll say. I do me. think a lot of guys, and I don't know if it's like guys' version of self-deprecation, like Howard um, talks about his dick not being big. Dick. I think he has a small you dick. You truly think? I think Howard Stern has a small dick. How? I think, do you know? Because he's honest about it. The way he talks about it, only guys with small dicks would know. Like, I think he's got a good dick hard, but I think when he's naked with his dick not hard, it's just... By the way, that look is representative of you with your dick. No one ever sees your dick hard unless they're dating you. I was going to say, what was soft. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone's dick soft. No, you. how about this? You've never seen a dick that hasn't been prepared. Oh, I was just flattering myself. <laughs> Every dick I see gets hard right away. That's not what I meant. I just mean the guys that I've dated, they Hey, do I've never seen a, a soft <laughs> dick either. <laughs> I guess it's just the locker rooms I hang out in. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, the same way I always hide my butt when I walk away. Like if I walk away, if, okay, so if I'm naked and I walk away from the bed, I'll cover my butt with my hands. Because I'm so insecure about like cellulite, and g girls do that, or the front, like because your thigh jiggle, you sort of find ways to cover it up, right? And so I find every guy I've ever dated, when they get out of bed, if their dick is not hard, which it wouldn't be, they always like hide it. Guys usually cover the. Oh dicks no 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 no! If, if I've had hard. sex with you, you can see my dick anyway. Any any from any angle. Because you're like, like you know what I'm capable. You of. know what I'm capable of. Look, this isn't yeah. us. Yeah. This is. <laughs> You've seen me bring thunder. You've seen me make it rain. It, this isn't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have any problem with my, my and I, I think I've, I've, I have a joke about it, but like, my dick doesn't look my with my body now. I just does, it doesn't look. It's not attractive. That's why I'm not drinking this month, and I'm losing weight. And I'm getting my shit together. Have you ever shaved your balls? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yourself? Way, oh, I've, I've. I'll take it to the next level. When I was probably like at my. When I was when I was hooking up with chicks, which I never really did a ton of, cannot I, picture it. I did a thing where I trimmed down all my pubic hair to like a four, right? With a with, a, with beard trimmers, trimmed okay. it down to a four. Okay. Then I took a magic marker and I drew a sunrise of the of the <laughs> of the sun, like squiggle, like Dennis Rodman's tattoo. <laughs> yeah, the sunrise. Then I trimmed with a pair of liners <laughs> all the hair that didn't have marking on it. And I washed it off, and it was a fucking sunrise above my junk. It was goddamn glorious. It was like, I remember a girl was lucky enough to see it at that point. And she went, she went, 
Yeah, because I, there's, uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like a big like. I just didn't fuck a lot. And, but there's this girl from Chicago, and she saw it. She went like this. She went, "What is that?" And I went, "Do you like it?" She went, "Hold on." She's like, "Could you do that to me?" I go, "I could do that to anybody." Wait, I, what is the thing about shaving a woman's pubes? I would never let someone that do that to me. Ooh, this is a great topic. <laughs> Uh, I have done that to Leanne as long as we've been married. I can't wrap my head around this. Oh, I have is, to go. It is. I'm leaving my own me, home. It gets me excited because I know then we're fooling around. She'll say, hey, that's one of the. That's one hey, of the, big boy. Hey, big boy. I think someone needs a trim. And you're like, oh, yeah. But with, with some razor? Uh, I use the lawnmower 3.0. I'm sorry? It's maybe the best. If you guys are of a sponsor, this is the best fucking piece of tools I've ever used ever. They've got the skin safe technology where you don't clip, you don't cut. Because if you use liners, like legit liners, you're going to grab skin. I don't even know what a liner is. Uh, liners are what black dudes use to trim their beards. They're like, they're really, really mm. like, I mean, like almost like I trim my, like this with my, with a liner. Oh, it's like a little. Yeah. You see how straight line that is? Yes. It's, okay. it's like that. And they're a little wider. Okay. You cannot use like straight up hair clippers. Yeah. That is like a, like no. a, that is like a butcher down there. And you can't use beard trimmers because that grabs skin. So you'll get, and I've definitely cut her before. <laughs> I've definitely cut her. But these fucking lawnmower 3.0. I've definitely got, cut her. It's, what's great is sometimes you, with, in, depending on the lighting, you can't get a great sh thing. It's got an LED light. Right above the clippers, so you see exactly what you're cutting. Now, I, what I do personally, I'm is, sweating. I'm is, so I'm so upset. If you want to talk about my exact, I can't breathe. I, I first of all, I just get rid of everything, everything long. Let's just trim it down. Let's get everything long. We're gonna leave the top because I've ignored the top altogether. Like we're talking pubis part, and then I will the top, like as like, in the closest to the belly button area. Like like the like so if she's laying on the bed like this, okay, right, okay, and then feet up. I'll work feet up. I've got to get a good angle with me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. What are you? What are you? How are you gonna do this with your legs crossed? And I gotta guess at it and fight in there. You mean you do like the lips? Oh yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I am so stressed out. Oh yeah. I'll pull one to the side. You're no. both sick. No, we're in love. This is, <laughs> this is not love. This isn't love. This I is some Sid and Nancy fucked up code down there. I need her to. I, she won't do it to me. But I, I just here's. I'm gonna say something very. It doesn't get me a lot of trouble. Go ahead. I just. I know vaginas are beautiful. I know they're powerful, beautiful tulips. Georgia O'Keefe, the whole thing. I mean. Do you really want to be that close to a vagina? Oh, I like being inside them. <laughs> I know, but yeah. to see, don't you? I mean, I would oh, be worried no. there'd be like an ingrown oh, no, 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 or no, no, a. No, no, no. I mean, we've been doing this for eighteen years now. Like I, I... fully bald? No, 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 no. I like, I like uh, a little. I like some tuft. I like hair up top there. Okay. But, uh, but not. You can't. It's, it's very problem problematic. Is you can't have the the. Like right here, uh -huh. right on the edge yeah. of, the, of, of the valley. You got to trim that back because if you go down there and it's too long, it'll get in your nose. <laughs> so you got to trim that Are back. Are you still going down on Leanne? Every fucking time. It is my favorite thing in the world to do. I, it's like, Slow and, I, and I have gotten, that's why I look at Owen Gray. I've gotten to the place where I go, hold on. 
Let's not go at this like we're we're we are we're starving and we haven't had a meal in a while. Uh-huh. Let's make it like we're not that hungry and we want to work at the meal. I've gotten so good lately that I that I that, and I wasn't always good. I I like at all. I used to I read something in Playboy when I was like in ninth grade, and I it was a, the wrong thing to read about how to do it, and I did it wrong my whole Back life. Back when only men wrote that magazine. <laughs> yeah, and then I and then I watched Cat House, and some girl. What's Cat House? It was a show on HBO that Dennis Hoff had like a. a a uh, uh, porn house, not, not a porn house, a whorehouse, a whorehouse, that sounds bad, but yeah, a whorehouse. Uh-huh. And a brothel, that's it, not a whorehouse. Skirt house, Jesus. <laughs> Even the whores in there are like, Jesus, Bert, fucking call it a brothel. God damn it. <laughs> he had a whorehouse. So. <laughs> best so, little whorehouse in Texas. Best little whorehouse in Texas. So, and the, there was this girl who was telling, <laughs> teaching a guy how to go down on her. And, okay. And and I was listening to it, and I thought, this is so silly. This isn't how you do it at all. <laughs> I was like, why was she telling him how to do it that way? That's not how it does it. You're supposed to put your lips around her entirely and go, ho. <laughs> and, so, and so then I was like, wait, maybe I'll try her, what she said. And then I, I literally was like, I'm going to try what she said. Which was what? She said, uh, a, basically, the <laughs> whittle it down was gentle chaos. Uh, okay. Gentle flicking, uh, and then sometimes around, but then, but always keep her guessing. Never like, and then very gentle, and but feel her rhythms, and then try to match your speed with her rhythms, and then build to the end. Her rhythms, like, you mean like what, what her body, like like her breathing. Her, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like how and much so are we I, supposed to be moving? I was like, I was like, because like you can tell when when a woman's getting closer, you're like, okay, now we can go a little faster. But if you go in super fast, you can then get. It's almost like a, a helicopter can't fly it too fast or it falls out of the air. Yeah, no, we just learned that. Yeah, and <laughs> did, oh, <laughs> so well. Yeah, no, we know. So so, uh, so then I went upstairs. We had just had uh, Isla, so this is probably 13, 13 years ago, and I go upstairs. We lived in an apartment, and we start fooling around. And I go down there, and she was like, "She was like, oh, you don't have to do that." And I was like, "No, I like it." And I try, and I remember when I first <laughs> did the first thing, I heard her go, "Whoa!" And I went, "Oh my god!" And then I kept doing it, and it happened so immediately. I was like, "And then she goes, what the fuck did you just do?" And I go, "I don't know." She was like, "Wait, that's not what you normally do. Where did you where Where did you learn this?" And I was like, <laughs> "I just I saw it on a TV show." And I tried it, and she was like, that fucking works. Do that again. And I was like, right now? She's like, immediately. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I mean, and it's one of my favorite. I, like, I really enjoy it because I feel like it's a, I've, I've, it sounds super silly, but, like, when you talk about porn that you watch, the type of porn I watch, a lot of times will be POV from a guy down there because that's the thing that turns me on the huh. most. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm sure Leanne would be so uncomfortable with me sharing all of this. <laughs> She'd be like, what? why the fuck would you tell people you shaved my vagina? I'm like, oh, sorry. I just feel like um, with guys and going down on women, like, it's so interesting because I feel like once you figure out wh- how one woman is into it. I've often wondered. You think that's every woman. Every woman's vagina is drastically different. I've often wondered that. I've Like, like the first time a guy will do it. I'll go, okay, I now know what your ex is into. I know her very intimately. I now know everything about this woman. Um, But now let's like regroup. The buttons are completely different. Everything's different. So please stop choking me. I had sex with a chick one one time, one of my six. And we ended up dating. (laughs) 
and, uh, she, and we're having sex and it's getting close to things. She goes, oh yeah, are you going to come on my face? And I was like, I wasn't planning on it, but now I'm guessing every guy's come on your face. So now it's like a fucking fool if I don't. And I was like, sure. Why are guys so into that? Do you think? I have no idea. It makes no sense. Yeah. Is it just like guys that are in the Zapruder film? Seeing a reaction, like, <laughs> but also here's what I'll say. If you're going to do it, don't miss and make me have to bob and weave and catch it. And don't, yeah. Don't and, make me have to be like, oh god, it's embarrassing if you miss. Yeah, I. Or and if you don't, it's I've done always it a couple just, times. I stop my thing, and Leanne does not. Leanne can't wrap her head around something like that. She's yeah. like, what? And then wake up, my head stuck to a pillow. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I've shared a lot on this podcast. I know. This is Jesus, don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Shave my balls. Love a bidet, good bidet, <laughs> love Owen Gray's cock. The fact that you use a bidet but don't wear underwear, it just does not add you know, up. The first time I used a bidet in Japan, I enjoyed it so much that I found myself sitting on the toilet and letting it hit my ass just to like almost the same way you'd get in a hot bath. Like it was, it was warm water. And I just was like, this is comforting. <laughs> this is going to get even crazier. Is that, do the same people that are like bidets into eating ass? I don't know. I am firmly anti-ass eating, I, and I know that's that's polarizing. But I think we over we're over glorifying it at the moment and shaming people that aren't into it. I think ass eating is like doing shots. <laughs> so do it what like three like, times a year? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when you have nothing to lose. Do it when, when you're, you're going fucking crazy. Do it you're when like, you're going through a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting fucking into this, but I, I, we, I've done it before, but it's not, it's not something that I like. Yeah, only do it on your birthday. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, there's just, do it on your birthday. And there's your this new thing that's like, oh, you don't need ass, you're a bitch. It's like Jesus. Okay. Oh, that's been around forever. Really? Oh, I've heard that about people that don't need ass. I, don't, I just, it's not. I don't really care. It's, if it gave someone pleasure, I'd do it. But I, yeah. I don't, it's, I don't really care, and I'm not. gonna I just have would need a heads up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely need a heads I just, up. <laughs> it's a very bold move to just start just eating like, someone's asshole. Because I'm... <laughs> hey, wait, ow, ow, what are you doing? Is this a yoga? Oh, my God, I'm eating my asshole. Holy shit. I just, that Give takes that preparation. Anything, I just need a heads up because I don't want to then be insecure and being like, well, let's, I just, I just get some baby pat. Like, I just like to I prepare. I really still think you should shoot a porn with that robot doll. You know what? That... I'm telling you, and then now you, that we're quarantined, I got nothing but time. You direct it. You direct it. Who's having it. sex with it? You? Oh, and gr oh, I will definitely have sex with your. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have sex with your. Doll. No, I you wouldn't. Do you think I you think could? You have every comment. Do you think you could? Doll. What? Do you think you could do it? I don't know. Like, Is that cheating? What would Leanne think? Uh, I wanted, I wanted to do. Um, I'll tell you off air. I wanted to do something with Leanne, and she was just not. She's not into it at all. But. uh no, I, I think Liam would be cool with me fucking a robot. <laughs> with my face on it? I mean, I had sex with a flashlight before. <laughs> when? Not like before. I've done it a bunch. Done it a bunch. <laughs> one time. One time. Wait, wait, what? So, so wait, I was in Miami, right? By and, the way, did you just call it sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had sex with a flashlight. <laughs> I made love to that a flashlight. That wasn't sex, I was, by the way. I was in Miami one time. This is like right when I started doing Rogan. <laughs> And he, I remember leaving his house it was at one time and he was like, he was like, hey, do you want a flashlight? And I was like, eh, I don't think so. And he's like, they're not that bad. And I went, really? And he goes, it's pretty fucking awesome. I was like, wait, oh. do you want his? No, 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 no. That he, he used to be sponsored by them. So he like, oh, and I was, he's like, hey, you want to, hey, you want to run a train on this flashlight with me? <laughs> it hurt. 
What do you say, me and you? Take turns on the spotlight. You think, Joe? Okay, oh yeah, oh here, you hold it for me. Oh, oh no, that's not what happened. <laughs> we, oh my god. I literally was like, we're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> we, no, he had a stack of them, and then and then he was like, and then I was like, oh sure, and then he oh. then he went to go grab them, and he's like, oh shit, I don't have any the go, I don't have one. Was, any of the good ones? I think he only had alien ones left. <laughs> And so he was like, that, they're kind of fucking creepy. It was like alien buttholes. And so I think, I can't remember totally, but I didn't end up getting one from him. And then I go to Miami and I was like, and I'm walking around Miami and I'm going to get lunch and then a sex store right by the thing. And I was like, whorehouse? No, no, like <laughs> sex store. And so I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if they've got flashlights. And so I walk in very casually and I'm like, hmm. And guys, like, one thing is like, can I help you? I go. Did you twiddle your beard the way you're doing it now? Oh, you give... interesting. Um, I go. What's um? Do you guys have? Uh, my buddy was saying like, there's a thing called a flashlight. Do you have a flashlight? And the guy's like, no. And I went, oh, okay. And he goes, but we got fucking a can. And I was like, I'll take it. I'm sorry. It was a can of Sapporo, right? It was a Sapporo beer can. Oh, so it was like a, it was like camouflaged. It was yeah, so that you could keep it in your room. And it no was one would know right, right, right. They would just were, think they would just think you were an alcoholic. Oh, bad one. Well, but dad's drinking problem has gotten to the next level. He is fucking these beers. Why does your beer smell like pussy? <laughs> so it was a Sapporo beer can. And I don't, by the way, I, I get it. I buy it. I, I panic buy it. He's like, he's like, do you want lube? I was like, no, I'm going to rape it. Yeah, I want fucking lube. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I want to raw dog it and burn my dick. I go, yeah, give me lube. And he's like, couple travel packets. I go, the, uh, the economy one. So I take it back. I race back. I don't even eat lunch. I race back to my room. I go to get, I'm like, shaky any guy will understand the feeling of like when you're excited to jerk off and you're almost like okay okay hold on we need to take a breath right now okay okay here we go here we go here we go so i unwrap it i open the top and it's not a vagina it's lips and it doesn't even look like a woman's lips it looks like just a dude like oh dude don't do this please don't do this please 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 hurt hold me out hold me out it's got a mustache it's like it's just like two lips like oh come on man seriously seriously so i fucked it it's I fucked it. It's like a man with oh. lockjaw. And then I'd leave it in the corner of the, the hotel room and you just walk in and be like, oh, don't do it, man. Don't yeah. do it. Please, please. <laughs> was it tight? I don't it, it was it was kinda, but not like not like a person tight. Yeah. But like it, it was alright. Those things <laughs> those things were okay. They were fine, like the first time they were great. The second time you're like, I thought this felt better. Uh, and then the third time, you're like, I think I'm done using this. <laughs> I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I, I, you, have I, to, you have to clean it out, too. Oh, that's the rough part. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning it out is like getting rid of a body. <laughs> like fucking running water through it. And it's ballooning <laughs> up. You're like, oh, fuck. You just washed out with tears. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, and I was like, I can't take it home. I was like, I'll leave it for the maid. That's the, th <laughs> that's the thing with the, with the sex robot is after you have sex with her, you have to put her in the bathtub and... Clean I'll it clean out. Her. I'll clean her. I'll lay in the bathtub <laughs> with her together, like Memoirs of a Geisha. By the way, I'm not even certain there's that scene in that movie. It's but so I'm, you just yeah, you just put English patient in Memoirs of a Geisha. Wait, where is your ro robot? She's well, her head is downstairs. She's about to get. She just got new eyebrows. She's about to go get a tune up, and then her body. Actually, I was doing a movie, uh, and they might use her body in it because it has to be sawed in half. So we're getting a new body also. Ooh, kind of the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna do with the bottom half? You know what the craziest part about it is you that fuck it like we... that new cartoon that's out where the two kids find their dad, but they only get the bottom half of him. 
<laughs> what cartoon is that? The new cartoon. The, the new Frozen is darker so, than I thought it would. So fucking good. <laughs> what show is that? It's a new. You know what I'm talking about? Onward? Onward? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a Disney, uh, or it's like an animated yeah, thing. Yeah, I want to do the same movie, but with me and my friends, <laughs> and all we get is my buddy's dick. <laughs> and it's running in a strip club. You're like, no! I think you want Callan's dick. Oh, God. Oh, this has been a fucking great podcast. I know. I need to get you out of here, but I never want to stop talking to you. I, I Where's could, your wife and child? I don't know. It's 6.30. Okay. We left. Text us when you're done, and I'll come back and get you. Where are they? Um... I'll text her. She should probably start heading now. And then we'll do, we'll do like 15 more minutes. A comedian just texted me, hey, are you up, doing any stand-up? A, a successful comedian just texted me this. Hey, hey, hey wait, I just when I'm voice texting, can you not talk? Oh, sorry. Because it says, hey, can you please pick me up and do some stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> can she come do some stand-up, please? Oh, no. <laughs> Le Leanne's, Leanne's sense of humor is not good on stage. Brendan Schaub just sent me a text saying, comedians, all they do is send me shit I already fucking know. Oh. CDC recommends no events of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. Yeah, I told you, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Okay, so Brendan, let's just talk some shit until your wife gets here. Let's okay. talk, just talk some shit about our friends. Brendan, here's the problem with some of these po you podcast famous podcasters is that the, no one is in the room to tell you when you're wrong about things oh I, that's why i stopped <laughs> i had a podcast where i would i would just it was called open tabs and i just open tabs on my computer on my safari browser yeah. throughout the weekend then i'd bring my computer in on wednesday and then i just go through and click out through the tabs and i found very quick <laughs> that uh that my views on a lot of things are super ignorant <laughs> uh, and i would get lit up by have you people. ever gotten like in trouble trouble uh, no. For saying something? No, but I've, I've been chastised on, like, NPR-type shows, like, where they just, like, they're like, why do you say this? And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was high. I got drunk. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but it sounds like you represent this. And I'm like, I don't. And they're like, well, then you got to understand what you're saying is into the ears of, you know, 500,000 people, and mm -hmm. that's what it's sounding like. And I was like, but that's not what I mean. And they're like, well, that's what you say. So I just but the people that it. listen know I don't mean it. Oh, I've had I've, I've said horrible stuff too, where I I don't even know what I said. I mean I thought it was a joke, and then uh, like some. Just keep going. I'm just gonna be. Okay. I just have to be. I'll be right here. Yeah, I'll just okay. Keep going. And so, uh, <laughs> oh, are you gonna leave the door open like my daughters? <laughs> are you afraid of spiders too? <laughs> I said I, I said something one time and a bunch of fans just DM me like, can we get audio on that? <laughs> By the way, women pee like they sound like they have a prostate problem. I uh, take it back. My it's just straight. Oh, mine are come out in a mist like. Tss. I was you can tell the size of a man's dick based on how loud he pees. Yeah. I've always believed that. I've then and I've been. I remember I took a piss next to Will Smith and I pushed so hard I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I wouldn't want him to think I had a small dick. You can go ahead and wipe. I'm not looking. Front, front, scoop. Yeah, front scoop. Front scoop. And apparently you go side saddle too. Aren't you? She, she aren't you just up, wiping she the front? Up like she's the, the 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 like she's riding a three wheeler. I do. I lift up my right butt cheek. What were we gonna say, Brenton? I, the, the, <laughs> Did I say your name wrong? How did Why you say it? Ben. Benton, <laughs> fucking. You know who I'm thinking of? Brenton Biddlecombe. Yeah. I, by the yeah. way, didn't wash Benton. my hands. 
Thank you. I never wash my hands. Here, we got, I got hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'm fucking OCD. Did not wash my hands after peeing. That's the least of our worries right now. Oh, cute. This is a good little hand sanitizer. Yeah. Why is it warm? Oh my God, it's, it's my so pocket. warm. It's, it's hot. It's hot. It's been in my pocket. It's hot. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's the it's weirdest super feeling. Hot. Oh, that's the weirdest feeling. You know what's oh, so funny? What? Is if I hand sanitize my hands in the morning on a flight, I want to throw up. Why? Because it feels like someone. I'm drinking alcohol I don't want. Is it? Ooh, is it true that when guys land on planes, they get erections? <laughs> no. Really? No one has had that. I've experience? never had an erection on a plane. Really? Never, never. You've never jerked off in an airplane bathroom? Never, never, really? never. I swear really? to God, never, never, never. See, and now I'm you sound like you're lying. I'm... You do sound like you're lying when I you tell the truth. I've had such panic when I wasn't drinking during sober October. I thought, what if I just jerked off? Would that get my mind off this fucking turbulence? The, the, I had a, I had a, I had a manager at a comedy club one time tell me, he comes in, I just had Georgia and he shuts the door and he's like, Hey man, uh, congrats on the bay. Or I was, I was about to have Georgia. Mm -hmm. I was about to have Georgia like two weeks out. And he's like, Hey, congrats. Is, uh, is she close? I said, yeah, we're inducing in two weeks. And he's like, all right, cool. He goes, there's a lot of stuff that people won't tell you, you know, like dad stuff. They don't want to talk about. And I said, really? And he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the first time you hold your kid, uh, your dick's going to get hard. <laughs> and I was like. Okay. He's like, it's totally natural. Happens to all of us, but uh, just give me a heads up. I was like, all right. And I was panicked that first time. They're like, do you want to hold your daughter? I'm like, I'm in sweatpants. I'm okay. <laughs> and then I did hold her and my dick didn't get hard. And I was like, what's wrong with me? How come my dick's not getting hard? And so the whole first time, Is I'm she like, not cute enough? What's yeah, happening? Like, what, am I a bad dad? Come on, what, do I rub her against it? But no, I, I, and then I told that to this girl and he was like, yeah, that definitely. And then, and then I said that to another dad and they're like, no, your dad, you're definitely, your dick's not supposed to get hard. And I was like, for real? And they're like, yeah, I don't know what that guy told, why that guy told you that. He also told me, he's like, we're having a hard time keeping the grit and getting the girls to sleep in their own room. And he goes, oh, super easy. Flip the doorknob around, lock them in the room. And I was like, that doesn't sound like. <laughs> who was your healthcare provider at the time? What was your health insurance By the way, I'll tell you plan? who it is after the show and you're going to go, that's oh, who it is? Can I tell you, my friend Rob Anderson, who's the funniest dude. Uh, he's a showrunner, like does, um, tons of stuff. And he, after he had his daughter, like three months in, I was like, how's your daughter? And he goes, ah, it's just like, she's fine, but she's got this like thing inside her butthole that is like a really big problem. And I just, I found it and, and we're trying to figure out what to do about it. And I was like, oh my God, that's awful. And da, 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 da. And he did this for like days where he's like, yeah, it's just like every time I check it, like there's still a growth right inside her butthole. And I was like, oh, this sounds awful. And he's like, idiot. I've never put my finger in my daughter's butthole before. This is not real. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, what happened? He's like, oh, I just felt it one day. That's so funny. I was told a story by a, a writer. I'll tell you his name. I'll write his name down. <laughs> okay. You might know this guy. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yes, I do know him. Um, he told me we were meeting i was at a development deal and they were setting me up with the writer meetings mm -hmm. we meet at a bar and he says um he goes i said something you have kids and he goes yeah i just had a kid and i was like really and he's like yeah it's kind of crazy because he was born without a butthole and i was like <laughs> really and he was like yeah and so every day i've got a uh we've got to create a butthole so we've been uh we have to put a rod up his ass with this makeshift asshole that we're <laughs> making and i'm like and I don't know if he was fucking with me, but I have thought about that story for now 18 years. I think but he about never it, at any point. Never broke. And he was like, so what do you want to do a sitcom about? And I was like. <laughs> 
and I, I swear to God, I know his, I know his wife, and I wanted to, and I, I wanted to ask his wife, but it's such a weird thing to ask, and I, and I, I don't even know if it's physically possible. But well, told- there was a thing I saw, and maybe it's just my algorithm, but I had a news story come up the other day of this woman who was talking about not having a vagina, and I didn't even want to click on it. I, I just wonder. I, I, I've always wondered. If he was just fucking with me at the beginning of this meeting, <laughs> maybe, and then he was like, and then he like killed his drink. He's like, so what do you want to do? It's a about? weird bit to not then come back to. But, it, but he's got the sense of humor where it would be something that would make there's certain people all they want to do is make themselves laugh. It's like a weird, um, sadistic. Like yeah, people like, that like pranks. I've never understood that. I'm not good at pranks. Uh, I hate pranks. pranks. Make me very. They very make uncomfortable. me uncomfortable. They make me cringe. I don't like it. I yeah. could never like try to. I could never hold it long enough. I feel too bad for the other person. Uh, I did I punked. I mean, I did the sh- prank show. I don't like movies where um, where you know that someone's like lying and they're an undercover agent and they're uh, about to get caught. It makes me anxious. And I go, I just don't want to watch it. I'm gonna Are you the it. guy at like magic shows as a kid where you're like, he's behind you? No. Also, you are a big part of why I do a podcast. You gave me some really good advice. What did I say? Uh, I don't remember, but something helpful. I, I, when you said you wanted to do a podcast, I was like, oh, you're fucking dialed in for the, like, I, you're the right person to do a podcast. I asked you, Chris, and who was the other person? Jim, not Jim Jeffries. Who was the other person that was helpful to me? Oh, Andrew Schultz. And, um, and you were like, don't overthink it. Don't try to be funny. Uh, and don't book, book big guests in the beginning. Yeah. I remember. I, I, I told. And don't promote it. Just get good just at it. Don't first. promote it. That's I what was you said. So man, I'm telling you, it's 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 the white guy's guide to comedy. Is just suck when no one knows you suck, mm-hmm. and then get better, and then all of a sudden one day people find you, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh shit, when this is good. fucking amazing. Yep. And I, I mean, my podcast was unlistenable. <laughs> I mean, so I did a podcast with Joey. Inaudible. And- Inaudible. That's what I, the word I wanted to use. <laughs> well, asshole. no, that's <laughs> unlistenable, too. Unlistenable. Huh? <laughs> it was unhearable. You couldn't even hearable it. <laughs> it was meant for the deaf. And anyway, yeah, yeah. So, but I did a podcast with Ralphie and Joey, and at one point, they both fell asleep at the same time. And you could just hear them out sleep apneaing each other. And it was me. And it's just going like, I can't believe I'm still here. It's just me, guys. One of them. And then I would say something and Joe just go, let me tell you something. I feel like like now the podcasts are such a big thing. I want to go back to very early Bert, very early Rogan before anyone was really listening. I just said to someone the other day, we were talking about Rogan. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I heard it. Like on I mean, Rogan like two studios ago when there's like a brick wall behind him, there's like a purple light under him. <laughs> oh, his podcast. Well, I mean, his podcast is a blast to do. Yeah. Every time I've done do it, I will say that when we started it, not yeah. I didn't start it. I was just yeah. I was just early. I was early on the podcast. It was so fu- you would just giggle, just for fuck around ever because back then it's like you know. It doesn't seem like you guys understood how big it was oh, gonna get, we and there were no talk stakes. Shit there about was nothing. people. Yeah, we would trash comics. We would trash bookers. We would trash clubs. We would just get high, and then it was like it was almost like you just burn down a building and just walk away and go, "That was fucking fun." 
I mean, it was, it was so fun. And by the way, it's still a blast to do. Yeah. I only really do it. I'm doing it next week. I haven't done it with just Joe in a while. But it's, I think it's because he's got such little time mm-hmm. to p- put comics on because he's got such big guests. He has a little bigger of a responsibility than he did yeah. back then. Yeah. I remember watching him. Like presidential as, candidates. And, <laughs> and look, I got to be honest with you. Pandemic it's epidemiologists. My, it's my favorite podcast to listen to. And yeah. I definitely don't want to just hear episodes with myself and Ari and Tommy and Joe. They're yeah. great. They're always great. Yeah. But the people he has on now are fucking, it's, I mean, it's Wild. amazing. And I think he also doesn't, I mean, he's still, from what I understand, like, has huge people that want to come on and he's kind of like, ah, I don't know them. You know, like he's oh, even picky. I reached out to him like a month before my podcast or before my special was airing. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, my special is airing St. Patty's Day. Um, is there any way I could hop on the podcast? Mm-hmm. And you know, Joe would bend over fucking backwards for any of us. Yeah, he, it's, And he's like, A, okay, here are the dates I got. And you're just like, mm-hmm. and you know he's podcasting every single day and also trying to be the dad of a family and yes, stand up. And, yes, So he's just over, he's over and booked and... But those early days were just, I mean, you know what was the funnest? Like, I want to go back and listen to those before it was fucking 100 million listeners. (laughs) Oh, it was just so irresponsible. It was, and then Brian was so distracting. He was so distracting that you'd have a podcast. I remember, I do remember doing a podcast with Joe and Brian where they just fought the entire time. And I was just sat and watched them fight. Like, because I even, like I was talking about. Brian was so (laughs) integral to that podcast, but so distracting (laughs) from its fucking direction. He would just, they'd have someone really smart on and Brian would go, do you eat buttholes at Olive Garden? There's a, there's a, if you want to laugh hard, there's a, oh, Brian is these compilations of Brian derailing interesting conversations. <laughs> it is, and by the way, it's it, as a fan of the show, it was Like, we have eight hilarious. weeks of content that people are going to go watch old Rogan episodes, old When I started episodes. doing them, when we, I'll tell you what, I'll, like, when doing them by himself, you just get high with him. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get high and do that show. I, Rogan, I, one time I went on and I was like, okay, I think th- this is before I understood how big the show was also. Oh, the show didn't, is- I didn't know like the first couple times I did it. And then I walked down the street, people were like, love you on Rogan. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. I just didn't understand how big it was. And then I was like, okay, now I know how big it is. Let me be careful. And then I wanted, so he's like, do you want to smoke a joint? And I was like, fuck. And then I was like, maybe this will help me relax. And thank God Joe can talk himself for three hours about anything intelligently because yeah. it was clear that I was so high <laughs> oh, <laughs> that I just kind of sat there and I've said nothing. I've been so high on that show. I've been so fucking high. I got high one time. All I know is we got into a conversation of if you could throw fish in the air and they would start flying <laughs> at 10 feet, <laughs> would there be any fish left? And like if you could catch a fish and then threw it in the air and it would just fly away. All anyone would do all day was catch fish and just throw them. In. And we could not stop laughing. <laughs> we did a five-hour fucking podcast. Did you know Joe when he had piranhas? No. I, I, I've only known Joe for probably like 10 years. Huh. I'm, I was a fan of Joe's way before I was a friend of Joe's. That's interesting. When I came into the comedy store, he had just left because of the Mencia thing. So I like had heard of Joe and the oh, lore. Oh, that's when I met him then. But I, then I didn't know him yet. But yeah. there was this w- in- interesting like albatross at the store because he had left and like the vibe I get that's Dude, when I came in I gotta be honest with you I will say one of the luckier things in my life is getting to have known comics before they are where they are yeah yeah like, for sure like Bill Burr I've known Bill for probably 20 years I've known Joe for 10 yeah. but I met I, you couldn't meet Bill today and become best friends with him no I remember some, someone told me a story the other day where they said Bill came up and the guy and he's like good to meet you and Bill goes we've met and the guy goes 
no, I don't think we have. And he goes, no, no, we definitely have. And he was like, no, we definitely haven't. And he was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. And Bill goes, oh, you should have gone with it, buddy, and walked away. <laughs> Can I tell you, of all the guests we've had on, I don't tell people who the guest is anymore beforehand. What do you mean? I Like, I used to go, like, this is the guest coming on the show this week. Like, the day it comes out, you'll know the guest that's on. There'll be clips of you. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, say, yeah. like, Bert's coming on next Wednesday. Do you have any questions for him? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. do that anymore. I kind of oh, just, like, surprise him. And when I I used to, when I was sort of, like, figuring out and experimenting how to do the show, um, I'd go, like, Bill Burr's coming on, Jim Jeffries coming on, Dave's Grohl coming on. What are your questions? And I would take questions. And when I said Bill was coming on, people were, like, I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> uh, Let Burr, me tell you something. You got to be careful. Bill Burr is, we talked about on on Bill Burt, he is notoriously like a rough interview. And I said, well, I don't understand why, because I didn't, I saw you and Bill, that was a great podcast. But like Bill and Theo, I thought was a, ba a fine podcast too. Same with H3H3, I didn't have a problem with any of those podcasts. People are like, cringe, this was brutal to watch. I was like, I I don't. I don't see it. I Bill is just, Bill is a, Bill is a, he's first of all, he's a, he's a contrarian. Yes, and he's and playing so, devil's advocate. Always to be playful. That's how his mind works. Same with Joe. You'll say something to Joe, and Joe will go, "Why did Why did you say that?" Well, what do you think about this? Yeah. It's really just exploratory. You know, it's the way a comic brain works, and also just be ready to defend your point. Yeah, and Bill. Um, it's it's and, and Bill. It gets comfortable in discomfort. Disagreeing with people yeah. doesn't make him uncomfortable. I also think that Bill, like all great comics do not like to be lauded for being like great comics. He, he doesn't he, like the adulation. He, yeah, look. I, That's I, I when he never, shuts down, it seems like. If you tell him he's one of the best, he just, he's like, ah, come on, man. I'm he just recoils. Yeah, just what are we doing? Let's yeah. podcast. Let's talk. Let's not do that. Let's just talk and hang yeah. out. I, I think, I, but I, I love Bill. I think yeah. Bill's one of my, one of my favorite human beings, but getting to know Bill and Joe at, before, mm -hmm. they like getting to know Joe, getting to know Joe, and Joe was, by the way, very, very famous at the time. Yeah. But he isn't where he was today. And you'd, you'd just do the podcast and then you'd hang out for another hour and just yeah. bullshit and gossip. And it's like, it's, I'm lucky that I still have that relationship with him where you can hang with him. You don't have to like, you don't have to like. Joe also refuses to be as famous as he is. Like he still wants to be a comic. Yeah. At the, like he's like, people come up to him and he's like, hey man, like he'll just, yeah. it, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like he's gotten so famous in the last couple of years and he's kind of trying to just stay Joe himself. It's, I think, I think you're right. I think he's trying to, st I don't know. I can't imagine what his life's like. I can't imagine what, uh, I know what my life's like and mm -hmm. it's nothing like his. Mm -hmm. And I know how busy I am and I know how frazzled I get. Mm -hmm. And I know how it can be frustrating to go out in public and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know. But there's also a difference between being famous and people knowing you because they've seen you on TV and then being someone's like religious leader. Like Joe's like a religion now, it feels like, you know. I think, I think there's a lot of guys that. Uh, I know for a fact in just, and I, I can only speak from my experience, mm -hmm. but in just that sober October that we do or the weight loss challenge Tom and I did, yeah. there's a lot of guys that connected with that that are bigger guys that felt lost and did, maybe didn't have so much of a, of a father figure or, 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 or a figure in their life to mm -hmm. give them advice or they could draw advice from or draw inspiration from. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, there's a responsibility I feel, and I would have never felt it had I not been friends with Joe, friends mm -hmm. with Joe because Joe kind of instills it like, hey, man, you just can't fuck around with this. Like, you got to like just, you know, be the guy you say you're going to be and and, yeah. and and be thoughtful of your words. And, and Joe's and, very honorable that way. He's, yeah. It's all about honor. I'll tell you, him and Burr are better guys than me. Than I are. agree. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still better than Tom. <laughs>
go back and talk. <laughs> You've got that going for you. Hey, let me see if my wife. My wife. I'm just gonna yet. make you keep talking to us until your wife is. She said honking at outside. Six twenty-five. She said I'll be there in fifteen. Okay. Um, um, all right. I'll just say, let yourself in. So what's your <laughs> site? Uh, Tomsegura.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's promote your Rogan appearance. He'll be on Rogan next week. I feel like that's at this point. I went on um, uh, Fallon the other night and they're like, what are you promoting? I was like, I think my podcast appearances. <laughs> like we're yeah. all just promoting each other at this point. I, You know, I was... I was pretty specific about what podcast I wanted to do mm -hmm. when I promote the special because I was also thought I was going to do television. That's all gone away. There's no there's no flights to New York that I'm going to take. There's no run of. But let press me ask you something. York. I'm going to just be burn a couple bridges real quick. Okay. If you could, if you only could do three things. Yeah. You were, and sometimes you can only because you can't follow. A lot of people don't know if you do Fallon, you can't do Colbert. If you do Kimmel, you can't do Fallon. Like you, it's like called you can't follow. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you do Ellen, then you can't do Rachel Ray or whatever. I think those rules are changing a little bit in terms of bang for your buck and okay. eyeballs. Okay, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna burn bridges. Yeah. I'm doing Fighter and the Kid tomorrow, but <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, fuck, no. Here you go, here you go. This is, I know, no, I know, what, here, I know what the question is. The question, the question is, is, you can is, only do three podcasts and talk shows. So uh, appearances. I, okay. Uh, well, first of all, you don't want to have concentric circles, right? Is that okay? Where, that overlap? I, no, I'm just asking the most so, eyeballs. So, okay, if and this isn't Bert. This is my advice to any comic. You definitely, you come to LA, you do Rogan. Okay? Mm -hmm. You go to New York, and you do... I'm including Fallon, Colbert. I know, I'm doing three podcasts first. I'm saying that's... You You can only do three <clears throat> media outlets. Oh, wow. Podcast and late night. Okay. Because that's my point. Are, are late night shows even going to break the top three? I don't think... Top, you have three. You can do three press... Things. Wow. Yep. I don't know. I I I, I would always do Conan because he lets you go for longer mm -hmm. and you have more chance of getting a viral clip. His podcast? No, I do his his talk show. Okay. Um, I'd always do Rogan. I think he has more reach than anyone. Yep, two. In this That's business. two. And the last one I would do. I'm gonna throw Ellen out there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, actually, yeah. not only would I throw out Ellen, I would throw out Kelly Clarkson's show. Her I numbers would, are very big. I'm definitely not getting on Kelly Clarkson's, and I'm not, also not getting on Ellen's. I was, a, I tried my last special, a hard push to get on Ellen, and they were just, yeah, it's not, it's not right for our audience, because I look like I look, and I take my shirt off, and they're like, hard pass. But I love Ellen. I'm obsessed. I think Ellen's fucking awesome. I loved her sitcom. Well, uh, number, number one favorite sitcom. When she did, when she came out, I laughed yeah. out loud. The, at the airport. The airport I loved, coming over the I loved the movie Mr. Right, Mr. Wrong. Yes, when, when she goes, was straight. He's like, I would break my finger for you. And she goes, please don't. He goes, <laughs> I will. He goes, please don't. And he just goes, Conk, I was crying laughing. I remember one of my favorite, like before I really understood what a joke even was, like as I was like trying to figure it together by watching uh, TV shows, she did an episode of her show uh, and it took place in a coffee shop and friends just happened and yeah. friends got huge. So she would make jokes about friends in her show. She would be like, someone would come in and be like, you know what? I actually don't want to. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. And she'd go like, oh, we're going to go over to Central Perk within her show. She oh, would be doing great. digs on friends. But there was an episode with Janine Garofalo. A huge uh, crush on Janine Garofalo. Yeah, huge. I've had a huge crush on Janine Garofalo. So Janine Garofalo comes in. I love her tattoos. She makes me want to get tattoos all over my arms. So Janine Garofalo comes in, and it was such a great story. The story was that she was basically trying to be friends with Janine Garofalo, 
and this is before we knew she was gay, so there was obviously all kinds of other subtext if you go back and watch it now. Yeah. But so she's like trying to like make Janine Garofalo her friend and she offers her a croissant and she goes, would you like a croissant? And Janine goes, no thanks. And she just went, what about now? <laughs> and it was like so dumb and surprising and just such a great like ugh, simple, clean, perfect sitcom joke. Yeah. I love Ellen. Love. I, I, Did you know that in China, Ellen's show is called Dancing Lady? No. <laughs> Isn't that heartbreaking? <laughs> I'm loving these texts that we're getting. What are they saying? Oh, all the texts from comedians? Uh, wow. What? <whistles> what? Mark Maron's coming on next week. Do you have any advice for me? Fuck, 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 hmm. fuck, fuck. Oh, I don't know. This, I'm, I, by the way, I can't read these fucking texts. What? From, about, your, yeah. from your wife or no, from no, comics? No, no, no. I haven't got one from Leanne. Oh. I'm getting many text messages. Are you getting them from Rogan? I'm getting, I'm on a chain, but Rogan I haven't heard from today, but it's me. I'm hearing from Rogan a lot, and Rogan's one that scares me. Well, Rogan's podcast with that guy is, I think, what made people start shutting shit down. That's the I first so time we too. all, that's the first time we started taking it seriously. Because the guy was like, this is not a fucking joke, and oh, this yeah. is going to go into the fall. Oh, and, and. And it's airborne, which is important because washing your hands is. I just, all I can think is, I'm just going to fucking hole up in my house. Take Xanax and that's it. Do you do Xanax uh, before you go to bed? Uh, no, I do one. I, I'll do one. Sometimes I'll do one like at like four o'clock so that I don't drink that night. I'm texting Lance. I'm worried that she's outside and she might be. Service. Do you want to check and just make sure, Benton? Um, I, I'll take one at four o'clock. It, it, I won't drink if I take one. And I only take really? a quarter of a milligram, which isn't, which isn't a lot. But if I take a quarter of a milligram, I am. Guaranteed Set. not to drink, and I and I'm and not. But you don't really, do it before shows. Oh, I would never do it. I would a never show. be able to. I can't think on a Xanax. Yeah. Which is why I take a Xanax because hmm. me thinking yes. is not good. We should do a Xanax pod. Uh. <laughs> Dude, we're we have so much time to pod. Uh, yeah, this is all we got. Yeah, let's Xanax pod. I'm telling you, man. On I, the break, I got. My only fear is that I do my podcast out of my house, mm -hmm. and so bringing people in that I don't like, I don't want to bring the infected in. You know. I'm not infected. No, look, I can overthink this and I can definitely overtalk this and I don't know anything, so don't listen to me. All I know is that I will reschedule every show. I will do every show. Mm -hmm. Look, I love touring. I'm going to tour until the day's end. And if yeah. and if our comedy go economy goes in the shitter and we need to lower ticket prices to make sure people do that, I probably won't do that. But <laughs> okay. no, Wait, but where are your rescheduled dates? Here, I got them. Um, because they're not on your it comes from, main feed you ready anymore. ready for this? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, June 11th in Peoria, Illinois. Friday, June 12th. Rockford, Milwaukee, then Green Bay on the 14th. June 25th, I will be coming back to New Orleans June 25th with just ball sweat and ball sweat and ball sweat. <laughs> Montgomery, Alabama the following day. Huntsville, two shows Saturday, June 27th. And then Sioux City, June 30th. Cedar Rapids, Ooh. June July July 30th, July 31st. August 1st, Springfield, Missouri. And August 2nd, St. Louis, Which, Missouri. by the way, it's wild that we're touring in July and August. It's not often that we would do August. I'm uh, Sacramento. I'm coming July 24th is the rescheduled date, which is so crazy. Uh, San Francisco's July 25th. Uh, two shows. Oh, that's what's happening. And then July 31st is the Royal Oak reschedule. August 1st, Indianapolis. August 7th, Houston. August 8th, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the what are two, you doing in Chicago? Two shows. Vic. Ooh. Two shows that night. What? Nice. It's a fucking rocking venue, dude. I love um, it. it. Look, we're very, I'm very lucky to be able to perform in these gorgeous venues. Yeah. And I don't, 
I mean, selfishly, I don't want to just deplete my fan base by them all dying. Like, <laughs> go do we don't show. want to kill you guys. I don't want to kill you guys. We want, want you guys to stay to alive so you'll buy merch. <laughs> I want to be fucking 60 years old. I want, this is my goal. I'm saying this to my fans right now. My goal is that we all continue <laughs> drinking together until I want to be 65. I want to be on a fucking cruise ship. I want to do this like once a year. And then, and it's just, I want to be doing call and sick to work shows at the Staples Center with, oh, by the way, Fluffy, oh. Fluffy and Joe Coy were going to do the fucking call and sick to work show. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a fucking, I want to keep having fun and partying. I have a question. Can't we do it with just 50 people? No, well, whenever. I, no, because we have 15 on the show. Yeah, I was going to say, how, that's, that's, that's how many comics you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it for three people. Three people. Three very lucky people. We, I want to do this. I want to do this. Um, I, I was saying maybe we do like a live stream and put up a Go GoFundMe mm -hmm. and have people call in and you know do it like we did the end of the world show. Have Burr, me, you, Rogan. And I think we need to start Segura. doing things to give proceeds to service people at these venues and these festivals because it's like what went on in South by Southwest is just devastating. The amount yeah. of people that lost money, the artists, of course, but the service people and the the tech people and the All I can say is hotels. I'll be doubling down on my podcasts. Yeah. I understand. Look, I'm at home too with my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on the treadmill. You think I'm going to want to, like, there's nothing. <laughs> it seems like the it's... worst part about all this is that people have to spend time with their children. No. Oh. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, school just canceled for three months. What the fuck am I going to do? I'm Dude, like, don't you want to see your We're kid? taking my daughters for drive. They're driving on the 405 right now. The, I, the, I'm going to double down on podcasts. I got Bill Burt. I've got uh, Two Bears, One Cave. I've got the Burt cast. Mm -hmm. I'm doing Rogan next week. Right. Like, I'm, I'm po I, like, I love podcasts. Yeah. I think Netflix, the people need it more Netflix than special. Yeah. Hey, big boy, start streaming Tuesday. Providing so. a lot. And there's lots of content that you have out there. Of something's burning. Oh, she's here. Oh, Your wife here. is here. All right. Bert, oh, Kreischer, dot, do my com. Yes, 100%. Done. I feel like the last time I did your podcast, I wasn't that good. Uh, that's something I carry with me. I'll tell you what, Leah. I'll, oh, I'll tell you later. What? Nothing. What? No, we, we, we walked out and me and you were still laughing. And you, I think you hung out with the dogs and we all sat in the front yard for a second. Yeah, I love And Leah, And you walked away and Leanne goes... Uh, we, were, we were working on a sitcom, still working on a sitcom. And she goes, uh, Whitney has to play your wife. And I went, <laughs> really? And she goes, oh, 100%. You guys have such good chemistry. And I was like, okay. She was like, definitely. And I was like, oh, I'm not okay. even going to do the scene where you shave my pussy in the sitcom. <laughs> Won't even do the scene. Won't even pretend. You, yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay, fine. I will. <laughs> we'll use the bottom half of your robot. <laughs> Burke Kreischer, show's rescheduled. We love you. Love you too. Thank you. That was a fucking blast. Oh, good. I hope so.